Welcome back to the Character Corner Podcast. It's your host, Chris and Deepom here, and uh, we're finally back. We're, we're doing a full uh, Character Corner here. Uh, I think the last few times we have been doing combo book clubs or we've been doing runs, which I actually enjoy. I think a lot of people have enjoy, did enjoy our, our uh, Jonathan Hickman deep dive. <laughs> um, but I, I do believe that uh, diving through as much as we did with Jonathan Hickman, we did three of them. We did um, Fantastic Four, then we did Shield and... In, 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 uh, was it uh, Secret Warriors? And then we went through his uh, Avengers run. When you do all three of those at the same time and cover all of what Hickman has done, your brain, your brain needs a break. It's a lot, man. Like I, I, and people thought I was like, oh, yeah, they're kind of doing some shtick on the show. No, no, no. That was a real conversation between two friends who got a little bit too deep. <laughs> right. right. What, 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 is, what, what is being? <laughs> what no. Is being? Wait, did Hickman create a new religion? Like, what is, like... I'm pretty sure he did. Like, I'm pretty sure he just went ahead and did those things, and yeah. yeah like, yeah. can you imagine, like, you know, a thousand years from now, when, you know, all context is lost, because that's what always happens with history, right? And somebody finds right. Hickman's writings and thinks it's a Bible, and then start forming a religion off of it? I mean... It can happen. All hope lies in doom. Yeah, yeah, it's like we need to we need to pray to this Victor Von Doom person. <laughs> Just, um, but uh, so so take a break from that because uh, <laughs> the next person we're supposed to be going through is uh, is uh, uh, Grant Morrison, and there is no way, no way to follow up Jonathan Hickman with Grant Morrison's crazy ass. So uh, we're going back to traditional. Uh, <laughs> we're going back to some traditional uh, character corners right now, and we're starting with um, it, it's, it's some some characters we've kind of. For the most part, we've kind of covered already. We've covered a lot of this, so a lot of this is going to be rehashing some of the stuff we've talked about before. Uh, we're going to be, you know, uh, telling you to kind of go back to listen to some of our other character corners. Um, we're doing the Robins. We're going to be covering all five. See, I, I, I didn't mess up the time. All five of the Robins. Uh, <laughs> respect, respect. And um, we're starting with uh, Dick Grayson and, and Jason Todd. And um, Can I just say before we get into this? Yeah. The Jason Todd part of this felt like fucking steel. Because he wasn't on the, like, I know this is technically two Robins, but it's like Robin and a half, because he was Robin for a blink, and then he was on the shelf until Judd Winnick brought him. Well, I mean, we're going to get into this, but it's like, it... it there are it, two Jason Todd's, by Right, no, no. So there's, there's that. There, he's also, he's, he's a weird one, and me and you didn't discuss how we're going to do this, but I think we're just going to kind of go, we're not going to break this up, like, normally when we do things like this, when we did, um... The backgrounds, we kind of broke them up. We was like, okay, we did Barbara, and then who do you have to Barbara? We did we do Barbara, and then we did um, Cassandra together? I think we did. Or yeah. did we do Stephanie Brown together? So I think it was Babs and Cassandra, and then we did um, Steph, and because and like, Steph also touched on the Oracle stuff. And right. So what you do, when you do Dick Grayson and Jason Todd, though, you, you kind of got to just tell the incomplete story. You got to start at the beginning and then keep going through at the end because, like you said, Jason Todd is an interesting character. And um, it's... <sighs> like I said, we, we, did, we did Tim Drake already, and we're going to revisit him in our, in our part two. But we've never really d dug deep into the Robins and going into their differences until the larger Batman story. And it's... It, 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 they, it, it, to me, Jason Todd and, and Dick Grayson also represent a, a larger issue what we've seen with Batman and DC Comics and how they get translated to TV and movies. Because, like, with, with Dick Grayson, everybody knows Dick Grayson. He's the first Robin. You got to cover him. You got you to include him. But if we're going to be honest here, 
um, by the time most of us who are listening to this or who are reading comics who got into comics, Dick Grayson was long past being Robin by the time we, we got introduced to him. 100%. You know? And, and then if you take it even a step further, when you go to Jason, same thing with Jason. Jason was introduced in 83. You know, I was one. <laughs> you know? That's a really, that's a really good point, man. When I was two, Grayson was making his first appearance in Nightwing. Uh, Todd, Jason Todd was killed off. Jason Todd was introduced and killed off by the time I was six. What year was that? Uh, 88. 88. Yeah. So I was three. Yeah. So, so by this point, so you got to think about this. Look at how, I mean, we're two people that love our comics or in this and, and the first two Robins came on before we were even 10. And so, so when I tell you, when I tell you Tim Drake's my Robin, I mean it. Tim Drake's my Robin. Right. Well, it's the same thing that happened when we were talking about like with, uh, the, when we did Wally West first and it's like, whoa, shit, anything you know about the flash really came from Wally West, not from. Not not from Barry Allen because he was long gone. I mean, Dick Grayson is a golden age character, <laughs> you know. And the thing is, and then we're gonna when we cover this, I think we're gonna cover like I we've, again haven't discussed this, but I think the way I'm approaching it is golden age is its own separate thing, and then we'll talk about the in. We'll just we won't even go by the order of comics. We'll talk about the in order of the story. Yeah, we if you try to jump yeah. the comics is like Nightwing Year One happens, and then the bat like all well, the stuff jumps around, so it's easier for us to tell you chronologically, particularly with the new continuity. Who is Dick Grayson? Well, yeah, because if you think about it, for most of us, we learn who Dick Grayson is through flashback, basically flashback comics being told, you know, from Robin Year One or Night, Nightwing Year One or even Batman Year Three. These are all long after Dick Grayson has come and gone as Robin and is well into his career as Nightwing, but they had to go back and retell the story. But I also think this goes back to the larger issue we've seen with DC when it comes to them translating into movies and TV. Okay, cool. All right. We're going to give you across the board, even with if you think about it, even with like games we like, like Arkham, the Arkham, Arkham games, right? All right, we're gonna we're gonna give you a Robin. All right, which Robin we're gonna give you? Well, you end up start seeing people taking a Robin, and they kind of combine him as a combination of Dick and and Tim, or some, every now and then you get a little bit of some of the stuff that happened with, with Jason. Yeah, uh, with the animated it. series, it was a, they combined Tim and Jason, right? And so. And and you get these mashups, and so then what the true character representation is is never really there because and and I don't I kind of don't blame DC for this because you kind of almost have to like people are gonna ask you well you got to show you you got to give us Dick Grayson Grayson but it's like but as a kid you didn't read Dick Grayson you never saw Dick Grayson as a, as Robin except for maybe reruns of the Six Six Batman. Or something like that. Like that wasn't your real Robin, so we had to still have to mash it up because people understand that it's like, um, what was it, Justice League Doom, where they did that, where they the character clearly Wally West, but I think they made him Barry Allen, right? And you're like, well, it's supposed to be Wally anyway from the story, but you made it Barry because everybody thinks that well, it's got to be Barry Allen, but like story wise, it's not, and it's it, it's it's a weird thing, and even with Dick, go ahead. I was going to say, it's especially dealing with the Wally issue, it's interesting to see how sidekicks are treated in the DC universe because the original purpose of the Titans was to replace their mentors with anything that happened to them. The only two, or I guess three for one issue, because Aqualad did take the crown for an issue, then he was killed in Black tonight. Um, the only two who truly took that mantle in continuity are Dick and Wally. Well, I was going to say, Dick, to me, Dick Grayson is, is, is the second greatest... Um... 
sidekick character ever created uh, next to Wally because I, he actually I put him above Wally for different reasons. I, the only reason why I, I the only and again they're they're so close. The only reason why I put him above Wally is because Wally actually did take the mantle and was, was took the mantle for a long time. Like for but, a longer but for time. For me, Dick made his own. Well, and, and also, and that's where it's. So, you know what? Maybe it's not that he's second. It, it's like they're, they're 1A and 1B because. They, they took different paths. Right. Because, like, when you read. Like, like, you don't say Roy Harper as Arsenal. You say he's speedy. You don't say Donna Troy as Troy. You say she's Wonder Girl. But you say Dick Grayson, by and large, people are going to say Nightwing. Right. Like, so, so with, with, and with, 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 with what, what happened with Dick, he. Like you said, you like with Wally. When we covered this in our Wally, go back and listen to our Wally West episode. When we talk about Wally, we talk about how Wally struggled so much trying to find out who he was and trying. Like Wally had the the the, the coming of Wally into being the Flash was way different than Dick becoming uh, Nightwing too. Wally idolized his, his his mentor. Like his uncle Barry died saving the universe, and and Wally held himself back because he was afraid of kind of erase people that he was afraid people would forget his uncle Barry and what his uncle Barry did the fall. And we'll get into the fallout between, you know, a Dick Grayson and, and Bruce Wayne, but like Dick struck out on his own to make his own name. It, it not to like prove it to anybody, but like I can do this on my own. I am my own man. And like, you're right. He, when he, what he does, he goes out and makes his own, own name way beyond you know, he makes he makes Nightwing his like you said his own character, whereas Wally literally steps into his shoes as the Flash, and it's it's a really fascinating thing that these are the only two that that really did it. So so while I was doing all the reading for this, and one of my favorite Nightwing books is that first run that started by Devin Grayson, and when he gets to issue seventy five, which as we're all realizing is a very big issue for a spinoff character to make it to, um, he has a quote about who they ask him who he thinks he is. Someone says it. says, who do I think I am? Good question, really, and I'll answer it like this. I've seen too much to be Robin, but I'm still too optimistic to be Batman. I'm Nightwing. I'm Officer Dick Grayson. I'm Barbara's boyfriend, Bruce Wayne's adopted son. I'm the last member of the amazing Flying Grayson. I'm happy. Yeah. And it's changed since then, and we're going to talk about the character movements and things that have happened, but that's a quote that really kind of holds true as you keep going through these different iterations of Nightwing. It's, look, man, I'm... I, 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 I know too much to be Robin. I can't be someone's sidekick, but mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not Bruce. Yeah. Like I, I, I stood close to the darkness. I realized that's not me. I had to find something of my own, and he did. Yeah. And, um, and then when you get uh, when we get to Jason, Jason just got the roll under the deal because like he didn't get he didn't he didn't get Jason never took a chance. We'll talk about the inception of Jason when yeah, his first appearance wasn't until 1987. Yeah. Like I was two years old. Like this, we're gonna talk about Jason when we get to it and and all the things that happened there. But let's start with with Dick Grayson. Well, um, before we even get to, before we even get to starting the Dick Grayson, I, I do want to take a moment. I did say I was gonna start with this. Um, oh yeah. I went and um, because DC Unlimited, uh, DC <laughs> DC Unlimited, <laughs> it is not DC Unlimited. DC Universe, the DC Universe app launched on uh, this week. I think it was either Thursday or Friday or so, sometime this week. It launched. And um, they have a seven-day trial, so I was like, "Well, let me go ahead and try it out." Um, we're obviously doing some 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 bat, some DC reading, so let me see if I can get. It. And I'm looking at it from a comic point of view, and, and what it goes from there. And um, it's exactly what we thought. Um, it, it's not a bad app if you were there, because I believe, um, like I said, the death of Superman, the uh, the 
the uh, new the latest animated from DC uh, from DC animated is up there. So for I think it's seven ninety nine a month or something like that. So for that price, it's 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 not a bad deal for that stuff. However, if you are there for um, and like I said, I'm looking at it now because uh, they're, they're launching stuff for Batman. They say they have all the Nolan trilogy is up there, so you can you can mm-hmm. watch you can watch that now. I mean, if if, if you're here for video or tv shows or things like that this app is good it's fine it's a, it's a slick it's a nice slick app uh it works on i have an android tablet i'm pretty sure it works on an ipad you can get to it the same same layout same 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 features on, on the web browser um in that respect is great but everybody knows i'm here for the comics like that stuff is great i'm not here for that I'm here for the comics <laughs> And we are who we are, and we're gonna and we're gonna rightfully bitch about what we want. But let's be real: as far as a, a marketing strategy, not the worst idea. No, their it, biggest it, their biggest hits have been the cartoons, have been the television shows, have been the movies. You more people watch the movies and will buy your comic book. So if they're if that's if they're gonna front load it that way, I understand it. I need I need some assurances. The rest is coming. Well, and and, and that's the thing. I'm 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 not mad at them for going this way, and I'm also not mad at them because. It's not like they overpromised. I, I like to 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 put it plainly. This is the app I expected from what I was hearing from them. It's obviously front loaded with this set up for their streaming stuff. We'll see. I I don't think the first thing that's streaming is, is Titans that comes on October fifteenth. We'll see if I'm still have it by then. Um, but like from what, what I can tell, that's fine. All the stuff is there. That's great on that end. But again, I want to know about the comics and. It's very, very clear that comics were a second, a second option for them. Um, it's very slick. It looks nice, but the first problem is um, you have to navigate the app in landscape. So if I have a tablet, I have to turn my tablet to the side, navigate it that way. It does not. It does not rotate. That sounds like that sounds like a front or a, an early adapter problem. I'm sure they'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. It has, it has to be on the on the on the list. Well, again, well, again, remember, this is the, 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 I'm just saying what it is. This is this is there there is built for TV. Is built Correct. for streaming. Is built for watching, not reading. Um, and it also goes into when you're looking at the comics. Again, they do that thing where and I love what Marvel Unlimited does. This, hey, listen, it's Batman Day, so they have all their you know, hey, we know you're going to be talking about looking for Batman stuff. Here's your Batman stuff. The comics are also Batman heavy. Uh, it's DC, so I'm not shocked by that. Um, and they'll have like reading lists for you to look at. Um, they have an encyclopedia, so if you want to get some bios on some characters and things like that, that's nice. Um, but there, there, there's no easy way to search for comics. Um, it's all the pictures uh, that are there, and if you want more, like, there's not even a thing on the side like in Marvel Unlimited where you can be like, uh, go, go, to the, go to the M's. Can't even do that. Like, there's no easy way. You basically have to just scroll through everything, all the pictures that are there, and hope that a comic you're looking for is there. Um, again, maybe that'll change. They do say in October that their entire library will be there for purchase. I don't know if that means that some of the comics will be there. To I, I don't know how that's gonna. They're gonna see which what's for per- purchase and what's for just looking for free on the app. I, I don't know what to see in October. Um, Chris, Chris, did you just tell me. Just somebody's gonna be a paywall behind their paywall. Uh, I, I. So here's the thing. I don't know. I don't know because, like, if you think about it, Marvel Limited is the same thing. So in Marvel Limited, you can buy the comic from the app. Yeah. And it'll and it'll sure. put it into your comp. 
but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how, what that means. And, and, the, and the problem I have with right now with DC Universe is they're very tight-lipped on what their comic offering is going to be and how that what the model going forward is. So I don't know if that means that you'll be able to like. Doesn't mean that I'll be able to look at my comicsology like library through DC Universe. I don't know. Um, I also know that uh, even though they ha- it looks like they have a lot of comics there, because they, they do. They, I mean, they, 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 they have a lot of series there. Um, I do know that all the books in those series aren't there. So, for instance, Scott Snyder's Batman run. It's that came, that's for what, 2011? Yeah. Yeah, 2011, three issues. One, two, three are there, nothing else. Nah, nah. <laughs> uh, for, the rebirth, some, for the rebirth titles, you get the first issue and that's it. Um, you have, you can't, you can't just read them. Like, so, you know, in Marvel Unlimited, you see the book there, you just read it straight there. You have to download them. Then you could read it from the app. Um, and then when you get to the end of the issue, it doesn't take you to the next issue. You have to get out, go back, download the next issue that's coming in there. It's, it's very, very clunky. It's again, I, I do believe that they will change all this stuff going forward. I would hope they, they change all this stuff, but it is not DC Unlimited. It is not. It's it's useful if you don't want to go and find other means of d- downloading some of these comics, um, okay. but it, it it it's still a pain. Like it's still very fresh, and it's very very obvious to me. Like yeah, it, it is a pain, and it's very obvious to me that this just was not their plan. Their plan was not to do this, to do to do comics first, and it's fine. But it is what it is. So anyway, that's I just want to get my quick little thoughts on. DC Unlimited, again, if you're here for, I know some people are here for Young Justice Season 3, um, maybe you do want to see Titans, all that stuff, maybe you just want an access to all the DC uh, movies that have been out, uh, even prior stuff, like, you know, the, the Christopher Reeves movies are there, um, you know, that's fine, maybe all the DC uh, animated stuff is there, but right now, for comics-wise, it's... It's not very useful, not very helpful. So that's all I got. Okay, so I think I think it's best probably for this, just for ease of translation, that we even kind of scuttle some of the golden age stuff with Dick. Let's just talk about his Silver Age established origins and move on from there. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I mean, and again, we we covered this in the Batman episode, you know, first appearances and stuff like that. I mean, we we covered that before. Finger and Bob Kane, like he was part and parcel with the Batman. Kind of original mythos. And yeah. 1940s. He so. was 1940s. So, and also the reason for the eventual trials that almost led to the outlawing of comic books, the perversion of the innocent trials, where <laughs> it was used specifically as an example of the relationship between Batman and Robin. Um, he, I mean, he does have a young boy walking around, running around in pixie shorts. So. Look, look, let's, all right, come on. I, there, I mean, it, it, it was modeled off of Robin Hood, but still, I mean, it's. I can, in, in the 1940s, I can see how those uptight assholes would have, feel some kind of way. Well, we'll not even get into those, who those people actually were because, uh, yeah, that's a different podcast for a different time. I should do a show on that trial. We should do that. We may, maybe uh, maybe we should. We just gave ourselves more work, by the way. We for did. the record, that's we did. we did. We did, but maybe we, we should cover we that. We, it's, it's an important part of comic book history. It so is. let's talk about Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson, um, powers and abilities, he's got none. <laughs> well, he's the good. running feet for the Bat family. These are not enhanced humans. These are people who, either through happenstance or training, reach the pinnacle of human capability, and they can do things that you and I would consider crazy, but they have the technology, gadgetry, and um, training to do it. 
I'm gonna keep saying training because our second Robin doesn't benefit from as much. Yeah, <laughs> Tra- training training is key here. It, it, the key is training here. is very and, and and also I I think there is something that goes into with Dick Grayson. Let's be honest here. Probably out of everyone, I'd even say over over Damien, probably the most athletic because he was a gymnast. Well, that's and that's the thing about all the Robins. So. Like as you look from a, a thirty thousand foot view, you look at the robins in their history, and a lot of the robins tend to emphasize certain aspects of that. Yeah. So, I've always said Batman, uh, Dick was the acrobatics, Jason was the fighter, and Tim was the brain. And the acrobatics come naturally to Jason or to Dick, excuse me, because he wasn't just your average twelve-year-old boy when he was entered into Bruce Wayne's orbit. He was the last surviving member, as we already mentioned, of the Flying Graysons, a world-famous. Circus troupe who traveled with Haley Circus. They came through a stop through Gotham, and um, as the owner of Haley Circus was being shipped down by uh, boss Tony Zuko, a crime lord at the time, that night uh, Dick's parents' high wire rope snapped, leaving him an orphan. Fortunately for him, a billionaire was in the audience by the name of Bruce Wayne, who, after being taken from a um, juvenile system and then to a Catholic or- orphanage, Bruce Wayne ended up adopting Dick as his ward because he didn't want the, uh, he said his ward at the time because he didn't want to replace his father as a billionaire. Now, later retcon and things that have been established make it very clear. Dick Grayson is the son of Bruce Wayne. I mean, I mean, I mean, let's be honest here. At this point, what, what, Dick is what, like eight years old? He's two, he's 12. 12. I mean, at 12 years old, Bruce basically raised him for most of his life. Most of his life. And so once Dick gets living around Manor, and you imagine and there are lots of issues and lots of scenes that are done, like you mentioned, in flashback to kind of flesh this out, but it was an uneasy transition from a circus boy living on the road to living in this manor. So, you know, he, he didn't call Alfred, uh, he didn't call Alfred Alfred, he called Alfred Al, which always made uh, the butler laugh. But one night he snuck out of the manor. He was going to find the man who killed his parents. And then tracking him down, he runs into who else but Batman. And after Dick was saved trying to track down this killer, he wakes up in the Batcave with Batman, who reveals himself to be Bruce Wayne. He invites Dick to work alongside him to solve the crime, to prove Zuko did it. And Batman says, Batman takes Dick under his wing because he sees the loss. He sees, he sees himself in the kid. And he says... I want to make sure someone's there to guide you, and I wasn't. And so he made an offer. He said, you can be my crime-fighting partner. And from that moment on, Dick Grayson was introduced as Robin, the boy wonder. And there's a line from, I can't wait for you to watch Young Justice now that you have the app. There's mm-hmm. a line from Young Justice where they're talking about the teens and, and putting them up, and they're having a Justice League kind of vote on who should be um, even brought up for a vote for membership, who wants to nominate. And one woman suggests nominating Robin, saying that he's more than ready and he says, no, he's not ready. And then she ridicules him for saying that he could fight in her, that Robin could fight in his war, but he's not enough to join him. Are you afraid that he'll become like you? And Bruce says this thing during this, this, this and that's one of the reasons I like the animated stuff that comes from DC, because I do feel like it is true to the core of the characters. He says, I didn't make him Robin so that he would be me. I made him Robin so he would. Yeah. It's... And- no good. It, it, no, I'm just saying it's just something that it's it's an insight into the whys behind you're sending a, a child out to fight crime. 
Well, and it's, it's, it's yeah. on its face crazy. Well, and that's some of the interesting stuff. So, like we said before, you you get there, there's at least uh, three good tellings of uh, actually we can go a little more than that of of of, of the, the these of Dick Grayson becoming uh, Robin mm-hmm. under him. You got Batman Year Three tells it. Um, Robin Year One is not really telling the story. It's like his year, his first year. He's already become Robin, but he hasn't been introduced to. Um, he, he's 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 just getting started, you, and you get these letters from uh, Alfred, basically saying how his his worry about what Bruce is doing. It's like mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing for you to as a grown man to go out on this crusade, but to bring this young boy in, I'm uncertain about it. I don't know what's going on, and you know, you you see. Everybody feels that way. Same thing with um, uh, Gordon. Gordon feels some kind of way about. Well, it's one thing you have this man going around doing. Now you have this young, a young kid. I, I think that's one thing that you, you, we can't underestimate. Like these, this, this is eight year olds. These are eight, eight to eight to twelve year olds are doing this. So you have this grown man running around fighting crime, and you have an eight year old in pixie boots and this, <laughs> and this yellow, yellow, yellow cape, and like it's it's very noticeable. Um. Dark Victory, I believe, um, the, the sequel to Long Halloween, also, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, also retells, and I think that also kind of links links uh, it to uh, Two Face, remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, it links it to the rise of the supervillain, and right, and kind of it, it gives more. Uh, what I've always liked about the retelling is that they always flesh it out; they never kind of retract. They always make it make more sense. So yeah. the fact that the villains are going from mobsters to these 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 psychopathic colorful creations meant that Bruce needed backup and it just happened to work out there. My favorite retelling of the origin is actually from the animated series, Robin's Reckoning. It's a two part ish uh, episode from 1993. It actually won the Emmy for Mm -hmm. most outstanding half hour or less program. And it's so it's the same origin. It's all the same way. It's always been told, but the storytelling, the way it's done in the animated series, I don't know the last time you watched this, but they shot, they wrote it two ways. They storyboarded it two ways. And they said one of the ways was kind of more graphic. You saw the parents fall into the cutaway. They said that that was too much for a child television show. Well, maybe so they, actually, they actually ended up giving us the most affecting way to do it. Because if you remember, it's played in shadows. Mm-hmm. Dick's watching his parents. Yeah. And the shadows watch it snap. And you watch the shadows fall. And you get to see Dick's reaction. Which for me is way more horrifying yeah. than yeah. actually showing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where it's one of those episodes where you watch the animated series and you're like I can't believe they got away with this yeah and you're just like oh wow you thought that wasn't going to be terrifying oh, okay but that's, but that's what standards and practices asked for they said that showing it was too brutal you, and then this was the compromise and the fact that they pulled off something that in my mind is more affecting than the compromise really says a lot yes absolutely um yeah so it, 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 it like with Robin Year One you see you know, um, even Bruce kind of considering at one point, he's like, tell, he tells Robin, Robin gets hurt. He's like, yeah, no, you can't do this. We're, we're, we're done. We're not going to, we're not going to have you do this. And, you know, he's, I think the other thing too is uh, Bruce sees that in, in Bruce's mind, he's like, if I wasn't there, Dick would have done this anyway. He would have exactly. he, he would have gotten into trouble. So do and he, and several times he tells us and, and and like you said in every telling, especially with Dick Grayson. Like when we get to Jason, there's two different tellings that are completely drastically different. But with with, with right, but with Dick Grayson, it's always the same way. And it's there's always the people. There's always Alfred going. 
Master Bruce, I think this is wrong. I don't know if you should be teaching this young kid to do all this stuff. It's not his crusade. And he's always telling Alfred's like, listen, I'm not making him do anything that he wouldn't go out there doing. I'm just trying to help it so that he doesn't go down that path. So like you said, what, what, the, with the young justice, uh, justice quote when he's like, yo, I'm doing this so that he won't be me. And in a way, he's right. Because what Dick ended up becoming is something more, something different. Even when you, and we're getting ahead of ourselves, but when he takes over the cow uh, under Grant Morrison, you, even people see it's like, this Batman is different. Like, you know, Yo, it's, 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 his first time in the cow, Gordon's like, well, you're not him. Yeah. The guy's like, he's like, but the other guys like you better. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, I know and you're that's not. kind of one of the defining characteristics of Nightwing and, or Dick Grayson. Um, because in this community of superheroes, he was the first, he was the first sidekick. Mm-hmm. And it's played upon largely. And, and whenever you see him in larger, like JLA settings or settings involving like large crowd thoughts, you always have a character comment on the only person who's friends with everyone, older and younger, is, is Nightwing. Yeah, and the only person who can bring people together, who, will, who people who will listen to him, is Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Because, because while Bruce rules through fear and people respect him, everyone fucking likes Dick. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes Nightwing because he was the he was the he was the good cop at all times. Because <laughs> when your dad's Batman, you gotta be good cop. Right, right. There's good cop, cop and bad cop, and you definitely gotta be. Yes, you're absolutely you right. You're not gonna out Batman. Batman. We'll get to Damien later. Right. But... <laughs> well, Damien and Damien and Jason would like to have a word, but yes. Jason got worse once he got wet. Right, right, uh, right, right. But no, like so. I think I so I read uh, Nightwing or excuse me, Robin Year One, and one of the interesting things was that is that the one the reselling that had the um, the Two Face, the double hanging death trap, and everything. Yes, yes, I really like. Yes, that. the double gallows death trap, and I really liked it because. You see Robin kind of on his first solo mission. He's got to save Batman and um, this acting DA from Two-Face. And so while Dick does the right thing and tries to save the DA, he doesn't take into account Two-Face's obsession with the number two. Mm-hmm. And ends up killing the DA and the kid blames him. He gets his ass kicked by Two-Face and he blames himself. But it's really interesting to see for us who grew up as like Nightwing Dick Grayson, it's interesting to see him screw up. Yeah. Interesting to see him watch him learn on the job because he is an acrobat. He likes the center stage. He likes to be in the center ring. He likes to be the show. And that's one of the reasons why he was so effective as a sidekick because while he's quipping and bouncing around and making fun of the villains, Batman's disarming the bomb. Yeah. Well, and, and that was always and like the joking name from the animated series was Joker called him Bat, uh, Robin the Boy Hostage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there was always a point to it. Like, I like how almost they, they took a cue from this when they retconned. Bucky's role in World War II as not just the mascot, but also like a saboteur and a spy. Like, people aren't going to suspect these younger, smaller people so they can take advantage of that. Yeah. And, and it's funny you mentioned that because of his acrobatics, and he's even more of an acrobat than, than, than Batman is. There were several times, and especially in that Robin Year One one, where even he would, he, would, he would catch Batman off guard with something he would do. It was like, I didn't teach him that. No, nah, well, that's a, that's a pretty good move. I didn't see that coming. You know, where you can see Batman actually being impressed. The other thing, too, uh, that, that Robin Year One also does is, while Alfred, you know, is worried about what's happening to Dick Grayson, he also notes the change in Bruce. Mm-hmm. He notices that Bruce has a smile on his face sometimes. He notices that Bruce is, 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 has lightened up a little bit. And that's a, another recurring theme we're going to see with all of the Robins in a way that, you know, 
Bruce, and we'll get into this, really comes out when we, when, when Bruce is, you know, finally tells, you know, Nightwing the real reason why he, he picked Jason. Um, Bruce's whole thing is also to, like, it makes him feel better. It gives him, it makes him so he doesn't feel so lonely. Like, you have this thing, and I think that's, that goes back to one of the th- things we see when it comes to live action Batman movies that I think. Batman's gotten this idea, they, they, they get the, the concept of Batman wrong by thinking that he's a loner. When right. in reality, he's really not. He, he's at his worst, actually, when he's a loner. But he hasn't, we have an entire Bat family that has become really, really fleshed out to the point that the Bat books are good. We always say about the Batman books are good, but the Bat books in general are usually fairly well written and well done because these are the characters that have the most, like, they just have the most care taken to them. So you can take a Robin and each Robin has an interesting story to tell with each of them with their own little villains and things like that. You have, we've, we already went through all the Batgirls and all the stuff that goes on with them. Like each of them has their own little world, which is why everything becomes so Batman heavy because it's like, they're the ones that have been the most fleshed out since the 1940s, you know, and it's interesting one. Uh, one of the things going into also the, this, these first early years with, uh, with Dick Grayson is uh, I reread um, the Batman Chronicles, the gauntlet, which is the, 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 the first te- the, the test, the final test uh, Batman gave uh, Robin uh, that he has to pass in order for him to be able to go out and, and officially join him um as as robin again because they, they told again they tell these different stories all the time but the gauntlet is a good one because they all that also comes up when uh in night year night nightwing year one when uh he meets jason he thinks jason's on doing the gauntlet and it's basically uh they drop batman uh, alfred drops robin off in his costume and he has a six hour head start and he has to uh he has to escape he has to survive until uh daybreak because uh, batman's gonna come and try to find him and yeah, and that's evolved to like one of my favorite traditions in the Bat book. So they've done this the gauntlet type thing with different. Well, they did it with uh, with Tim. Mm-hmm. We're gonna stay ahead of of uh, of Dick and Batman. Like it's it's turned into the thing where they found ways to make the idea of a child fighting crime less fucking crazy. Right. Like they have to like prove the fact themselves. That if, if you can say had a fucking Batman for a fucking night, you deserve to be doing this. Wait, and, and then what Dick does is Dick Dick goes a step further. Instead of just staying ahead of Batman, he starts leaving him clues. <laughs> he like starts taunting Batman, which I'm like, Dick is like, and it's so funny, and I'm so glad you touched this because it's such an underrated aspect of his character. Is kids a showman? Yeah. Oh yeah. He is. Yeah. Like it gets mentioned. I, we're going to talk about Hush later because we have to, but. In the hush, like you get Bruce's narration while Nightwing is fighting. He's like, he was born for the center ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could never, he could never wear this cow, and I would never wish it on him because he wasn't born to live in the shadows. He was born for the center ring. When the Justice League vanishes in um, Joe Kelly's run, I cannot think of the name of the story at the top of my head. Um, Atlantis. It's it's when they go back to the past and lost Atlantis. Uh, T spheres are stolen by Bruce Wayne because Batman steals good tech and makes Mister Janip on the side note makes Mister Terrific very proud. He's like. Batman stole my tech. I couldn't be happier. And <laughs> the T-Spheres go and recruit a new Justice League, your replacement. Mm-hmm. And they recruit Metamorpho and Firestorm and Jason Blood and Green Arrow. And he puts Nightwing as a leader. And he does it because, one, he says, I don't trust anyone in the world more than him. But two, he's the best parts of me. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Ollie's being Ollie. 
and everyone's kind of talking on the table. And Nightwing hands his fist on the table and says, enough. He says, we can have our squabbles. We can have our personal beefs. We can have our disagreements. Never at this table. And you see, and they cut to Ollie. He goes, I knew he could do the voice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, and it's, it's one of those things that, like, it's so easy to forget that at the end of the day, he's Batman's kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they they'll eventually have their they have their issues and things like that, but he is Batman's kid and the f- first child and the one that he honestly couldn't be prouder of 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 what he becomes, oh, you know. And and so, yeah. People it's, say like Batman's unfeeling or uncaring. I'm like, give me a panel with him and Dick, and they're just talking, and I'll right. show you how much he cares. Well, I mean, and we'll get into this later when when oh, I'll say it for the Jason stuff, but it's like no, you you have he doesn't show it, and he's not a talker, but he he. It is there. He's definitely he definitely feels. Um, but yeah, so back in the gauntlet stuff. So, uh, but in the middle of, of of doing this, Dick also then stumbles upon like a crime happening. So he then solves a crime, <laughs> and he not only has Batman chasing after him, he then also has all these uh, bad guys chasing after him as well. And 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 then at the end, um, uh, he uh, he he uh, Batman. You know, they get to the end, and Batman told him was like. I mean, you did a good job, you know. But your first mistake was you should have gone. You should have gone to the police first. You should have taken the evidence to 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 Gordon first. But you did okay. He's like, and then Robin's like, oh yeah, man. But you did get me before the stun comes in, and he's just like, nah, it's fine, man. We're, we're good enough. I mean, you solved a crime in the middle of this. Yeah. <laughs> like, he said, no, the way the thing about it is, and you see each time they did with Tim later, the way you do the gauntlet's the real gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking Gotham. You're not going to be able to run a Nazi crime, right? And so it's it's an interesting thing, and um and then you see after this like later on when uh, I'm, I'm getting ahead, but like he there's an issue where he he's um uh, Batman sends Tim to to talk to uh, as I think it's a Teen Titans issue he sends Tim to talk to uh uh, uh, uh to Dick and was like yeah you, you know he wants he he wants me to. He wants me. He wants me to. He wants you to 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 teach me how to be a how to be a partner, you know. And and Dick goes and shows him all this and shows him shows him you know how to look at things and how to look. He's like one of the things was it's like hey, we're gonna sit here in this park and we're just gonna sit here for seven hours. He doesn't say anything. And after he's like yo, so tell me like tell me what tell me describe all the people that were here. And Tim's like, what the fuck you mean? Like you didn't tell me to do that. It was like. What, you, what were you? What were you thinking? We were doing. You just sitting. He was like, "That's that's part of being a partner. You need to be able to anticipate what I want done without me saying anything to you." It, it's a, it's a really interesting breakdown of seeing how well, how good of a teacher um, one Batman was for 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 Dick, but then also how Dick then you know even when he has his issues with with with, with bats, he's still doing it himself. And he's able to uh, to to give those lessons to other people, and he does it. He kind of does it with with Tim, uh, with uh, with Jason a little bit too. But like it's it's like I said, it's just a really interesting. Um, it's, it's really interesting to see how that 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 gets broken down. So yeah, and so Robin's uh, Tim is Robin for I believe it's been retconned or established as six years. I think so. That's about right because if he, if he was if he cause, cause yeah, it was. The, it was because he was 19, because he was supposed to have already graduated. Mm-hmm. So he was 19, and so while this is all happening, while he's gaining his feet as a superhero, as a partner, he's also learning how to be part of a team, because while the, we cover this in our Teen Titans episodes, but 
Dick starts the Teen Titans. He founds the Teen Titans. Yeah, Brave and the Bold, number the, 54. That Brave was in uh, 1964. So it was, again, 64. Again, that shows you how much of his characters then, right? He's created in, in, in the 40s. The, the, the Teen Titans come 20 years later. Now now we're entering into the Silver Age. And it's 1964. I mean, like, that's just it's fucking insane. So it's like this is a character that we've gotten all this stuff from, and none of us are even fucking born. Our parents might need to be born. Like it's just like you know, it's fucking crazy. All, all the Titans formations and early year stuff, right? But I want to touch on like the New Teen Titans because the New Teen Titans is where we really get to see Dick Grayson operating. Like even with the Teen Titans run, the early stuff, it's very, it's kind of campy, and a lot of it is tied to their relationships with their mentors. Yes. What I liked about New Teen Titans and Marv Wolfman in that run was that it really kind of made them stand as individuals because the call to action wasn't like the original Teen Titans was. Our, our men have been brainwashed. The, the psychics have to help us. Very 1960s uh, <laughs> plot line. This time it was a mysterious girl named Raven who's summoning the Teen Titans. These young Titans. And because uh, Dick was able to be a leader outside of Gotham, it gave him the ability to kind of stand on his own too. He even falls in love with Starfire and he says, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, he got shot in the shoulder by the Joker and he quit. Moved out of Wayne Manor. He joined. Uh, well, it's not. It, well, let, let's be honest. It's not that he quit. No. Batman basically told him to. Because I think that's important. Batman told him that he's done. That Robin is done. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it is kind of important because I think that while it could have gone that way, I think Bruce kind of forcing. And 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 this is this is I think you know they, they kind of recon they kind of claim a little bit more with that night Nightwing year one where it's basically. You know, Bruce is kind of almost jealous of the time that he's spending with the Teen Titans because he's not—he's losing his partner. I mean, it, it's, it's true though; he's losing his partner. His partner is—you know—it's—it's it's that weird thing where, and again, I think this is an interesting thing with Dick Grayson being a young sidekick. You're seeing a sidekick grow up again with um, with Wally. You know, his mentor dies. So right. you never you never get that friction between them at the time. You're kind of getting it now, and what's oddly enough, you're getting the friction now in the comics. Or <laughs> was so good, right? Right, you're you're getting it now. But like Dick and them get it because it's, it's, it's a typical um, it's a typical father son things where it's like the the, the son has grown up and the father is kind of overprotective and wants the kid always to be a kid and always next to him, kind of because even if he didn't want him to be him, he still kind of think in his mind. Bruce was never prepared mentally for Dick Grayson to go off and not be Robin anymore. And so Correct. when, you know, he gets shot and he's worried, he's like, oh, well, no, you can't be, you can't be Robin anymore. But they kind of thinking that you're going to still be by my side. You'll still be here, but you're not going to be Robin. You're not going to be out in the, you're going to go out there and live your life. And, and Dick is like, no, you can't force me to not do that anymore. You can't, you can't force me to not do you, 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 this has been part of my life. This is who I am now. And you're right, Dick leaves. And I think that's um, it's around it's around the Judas contract time because mm-hmm. um, he also quit the Titans, right? Well, he doesn't technically quit the Titans; he quits the Nick. Because I gotta find, yeah, whatever. He right. says I gotta find. It's the same time Wally. Leaves. Well, yeah, Wally, Wally, Wally leaves. Wally leaves, but he's like, I gotta. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna be Robin anymore. I'm not quitting the team, but I'm like, I gotta find my. It's like that. I'm I'm taking some time off, you know, type deal, right? I'm still here if you need to call me. Um, but yeah, you're right because I think that's 42. The new Teen Titans 42, and then 44 is the end of Judas contract. And I think that's when he debuts as Nightwing. Back, yeah. yeah, he debuts as Nightwing costume. So 
I like I like the Nightwing year run that fills in that gap there so much more. Oh yeah, no, like, it's great. The full, the full flushing out of where the, the name comes from. Yeah, he he well, he goes back to he goes he goes he goes back to the circus, Haley. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, when I think this is also. Is that no? That's not when he enters Bloodhaven because he's not there. Bloodhaven is, yeah. Bloodhaven comes like later. Oh, it's when, it's when he gets the the last suit, the blue and red. The yeah, blue and but yeah, he goes and he goes back to, to his roots. He goes back to joining the circus. He doesn't. He's not using. He doesn't want to use Bruce's money. He's going. You know, he's just he's he's starting starting from scratch again, and he's going through all um, he's going through all of this stuff, uh, and then somehow he also finds out that there's a new kid in the Robin suit. Well, even well, even yeah, that's happening. All the, all that's happened. But right. my favorite issue of that whole miniseries was him going to Metropolis. Oh yeah, he goes off to, to um talk to Clark to Clark because <laughs> because you got to remember as the first sidekick, he has probably the two biggest influences in his life are Bruce and Clark. Yeah, like and Clark tells him about and so originally the name was described as a combination of his two biggest influences, Night and Wing, because of flying, but. I liked this version better because Clark tells him about a Kryptonian legend, superhero, mm-hmm. fight, crime fighter on Krypton. And a man had been cast out by his family, but he dreamed of a world of justice. And he protected the helpless of not Krypton. His true identity was never revealed, and he went by Nightwing. Yep. And that's what inspired Dick because he felt cast out by his family, but still dedicated to this mission of justice. Mm-hmm. and. The, the it ends the the mini ends with him taking the suit modified by Alfred because Alfred's a G mm-hmm. that his father designed mm-hmm. for flying Graysons and that's where you get the disco collar from. Yep, which is not my favorite Robin of Nightwing suit, <laughs> but I think it's important. No, it's no, important it, it, it's, an, it's a very very important Nightwing suit. So, um, so but yeah, that's also when he finds out about the kid. So we're gonna we're gonna so to do Jason. Um, <clears throat> so Jason Todd is interesting because there's two distinct origins for for him, which probably also leads to fans. I think that also uh, kind of led to fans not liking him. So in addition, just to the character itself, I think having these because again with everything in here, um, Jason Todd just came around. I, I think it was also around the bad timing. Jason Todd comes in almost around a time of of crisis, the first crisis. Well, you've got to remember, this is pre-unified DC editorial. Exactly. So when they age out Robin and make him Nightwing, DC marketing's like, fuck you, Batman and Robin sells. Give us a Robin. Well, so that goes back to the other thing, too, here. You've got to remember when it comes to why, we, why they added Robin in the first place, why we had a Teen Titans. Again, comics are always trying to bring in younger audiences and kids. And so Batman and Robin sell because Robin is also appealing to young kids. If you have an eight-year-old who's like, I want to be Batman, but maybe I'm too young to be Batman, I can be Robin. You know, they see, a, they see somebody look like... It goes back to the, the thing about diversity, too, in that, you know, you know what? Seeing somebody that looks like you helps sell. I know it's yeah, weird. Character, yeah. I, I know it's weird for some people to understand that, but, like, seeing yourself in a medium makes you more likely to consume that medium. So... Right, you get you you've aged out Nightwing, which I I get. Right, you cannot keep because I'm not gonna lie. Some of those later issues of um of uh with uh, Wally in the Kid Flash suit, they look kind of ridiculous. Because <laughs> I'm like, big as shit. I'm, huh? Wally's big as shit. Right, I'm like, I'm like, 
it's like it's like it's like that episode of um SNL where they had um the Rock as as uh being Clark Kent and you can see a Superman suit like popping out from under his uh his, uh, his work clothes. It doesn't work it's Rock. It just doesn't work. Right. It just it just doesn't work. Um, like when I see when you see when you see Wally and you have like Barry talking to him, sometimes it's like Wally, like you're almost a grown ass man. Like this is kind of weird. So you know you you have uh, Dick had to, he they had he had to go he had to go right. So, okay, so he did have to go, but there was precedent in the Golden Age. You say what now? So the Golden Golden oh, yeah. Age, Grace kept wearing the Robin suit. Right. He, he updated the suit. So, so, so the idea that Robin could be his own hero existed. Like that True. was an idea. Yes. The idea, the fact that they took him to Nightwing was a paradigm shift for DC Comics. However, you needed to have a Robin. So initially, they had Dick, they had Bruce go to another circus. <laughs> right. Well, it, it's it's a, it, it's so it, it's so funny because I I, I call Jason like Rebound Robin because it kind of was. I mean, he's I so he, he was literally Dick Grayson because he had red hair, right? Originally. So it was Dick Grayson with red hair, and he they his, made him die to <laughs> right, right. His parents, his parents were also in the circus. Were also uh, uh, trampeze artists. I can't remember what, what I can't remember what their names were. Um, and they also got killed by uh, by gangsters. In this story, um, at least uh, the, the 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 pre-crisis story version of it is Dick did know did know of the Todds. Uh, he actually is the one who introduced the Todd's to Bruce because he was, they were, um, Bruce was having them, uh, keep tabs on this gangster for them that they said was shaking down. Again, same thing, shaking down the circus. Like, is, was that a thing back then? Shaking down the circus for money? I, I guess. Look, I, I kind of want to start shaking down the circus. I, like, apparently, I, like, it's, it's a, one of those crimes that, you know, has kind of faded by the wayside. That's called opportunity, kids. Right. I just, I, I, were, were circuses bringing in that kind of money? Because I'm just like, you keep shaking down the circus, but they, they also, at the same time, the circus was always broke. So it's like, I didn't understand, like, shaking down a broke shirt. It didn't make any sense. It's a cash what? business. Right. Everything else so, is they can't report the losses. Right. Um, and I believe in the original version, it's um it's not two phase or them. It's isn't it Killer, Killer Croc? Croc? It's Killer Croc. Yeah. And the parents get killed by Killer Croc. And uh again, Dick has left, you know, Batman. The, the, it's not it's not they, they didn't make it so that it was tension there in this in this version. And it's kind of tension right. there, but not like this. Weird. I think I think the tension was more comes from when like at one point like Dick is approaching uh, Bruce like hey listen I think you're pushing the ties too much you're they could get hurt and Bruce is like they sign up for this he's a real dick about it so maybe that's th- that causes the thing there um, but Todd's parents get killed Bruce brings uh, Jason in and and starts training him as Robin it's it's literally the Dick Grayson story 2.0. I mean, I want to say this because pre-crisis Jason Todd sucks and does not deserve to be talked about very long. It, yeah. There's one story that he's integral to that everyone knows. For the man who has everything, that uh, Superman annual number 11, the mm-hmm. Robin in that story who saves Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman <laughs> is Jason Todd. It's a seminal, it's an Alan Moore story. It's a seminal story. It's been recap, it's been retold in numerous times over numerous different media. But the Robin in the original story is Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. Because post-crisis Jason Todd is a very different character. Oh, uh, very, very different. Like, like, so when, when is the crisis, 
When is the crisis shift in Batman? Do you know the issue? Cause I know. So New Origin of Redemption Dot comes in at four oh eight in Batman four oh eight. Is it four hundred? Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I, I could never really find out where the exact I don't know, shift. I, is. I honestly don't know the issue number okay. top of my head. I do know his first time in the suit is four ten. Yeah, it's four ten is the first time in the suit. Four oh eight is when you find out and you get the infamous story. And this goes back to again the movie is terrible. But this goes back to uh, what they did with uh, was it Batman Forever, where that character is, is is supposed to be Dick Grayson, but he also steals the wheels off of the Batmobile. So it's he's also, also forty two. And he's also yeah, right, right, right. He's also way too old to be a boy wonder. Um, so, but yeah, Jason Todd is a street a street orphan who uh, steals the wheels off the Batmobile. <laughs> um, Batman uh, catches him. Hasn't put the wheels back on. Send him to, was it Madam Gunn, who is running an orphanage, uh, but is also quietly teaching these kids how to be thieves. <laughs> he is a, it's a school of crime. It's, yeah. it's like an undercover school of crime. Yes. And Batman uh, is helped out by Jason in the street, taking down a gang of thieves, and mm-hmm. didn't get six months of training to become Robin. Okay, so. Six months of training is not enough time. Just to recap, Dick Grayson, acrobat from ages one to 12, one year of training, Robin. Bruce Wayne, parents die at eight, becomes a psychopath and singularly focused until the age of, depending on your continuity, roughly 22 to 25. Batman. Jason Todd, angry child of two drug addicted parents who died violent deaths, six months. My point is, and I am I'm a Jason Todd apologist, <laughs> and I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> He had a, he, is it, I'm, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing Red Hood uh, pajama pants right now. <laughs> I will say this. He was never set up to win. Yeah. <laughs> he was always going to fail. He was never set up to win. And it's seen from the very beginning of the post-crisis because what they wanted to do was kind of inject some realism into these stories. And so the way they did it with Robin was Batman noticing off the rip that while he's not as athletic or 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 or, or smart as dick grayson he has more range than dick ever could and that could be channeled into working harder mm-hmm. he also was firm in his belief and told alfred this if he doesn't help just in time he'd become a criminal which i kind of agree with well, well that's, you can, it, it's fucking true clearly. <laughs> um, we, we will get to that but it's fucking spoilers he was right <laughs> but the thing about it is the reasons he brought in dick I didn't want him to become me. The reason he brought in Jason, I didn't want him to become a criminal. Even the framing of it set up Jason to fail. Yeah, it's it's Jason so never got Jason's the rebel Robin, man. He swears, he smokes, he he doesn't listen to Batman, dude. He took down Scarecrow by himself against Batman's orders. He's a badass, but it goes wrong sometimes. It's it's he's raids. It, it it the 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 problem with 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 Dick. So if you go back to four sixteen, um, four sixteen is the first time I think that post crisis that Dick and Jason meet. Um, and they take down some some drug drug dealers, and Dick kind of is showing him that you know he 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 sees immediately the issues. He sees it's like this kid is brash. He doesn't listen. He jumps. He 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 leaves first, looks second, right. Like Dick sees it right away, and he kind of you know happened to Dick in Nightwing Year One, you know, or it did. Robin Year One. Yeah, it, it did, and he's like, you know, I can, I, I. It's not even that's not like, that. That's not that it disqualifies him. It's just that 
you know, oh, I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly gonna give him some pointers and things like that. And 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 Dick, by the end of the issue, kind of does, kind of, you know, give him, you know, uh, they they take down, they take them together, and in the distance, Batman's looking on, and he's he's smiling, he's happy that these two are going on. But also in the issue, you have, um, uh, you you have Dick Grayson and and, and Bruce Wayne confronting each other, and Dick wants to know, it's like. Why did you pick some? What's going on? Why did you eventually? I can understand you letting me go. Why did you go out and get another Robin so soon? Like, what is what is going on here? Bruce admits I was lonely. So between one, I didn't want him to be a criminal. Two, I was lonely and missing my first Robin. It Jason just didn't have it. You know what it is to me? It's like that. It's that thing parents do with like sometimes with their second child, where they're like. Ah, we're gonna, you know, we're not gonna be as strict as we were before. We're gonna let them go. Um, you know, I'm gonna be more of their friend. I'm not gonna like. It's just, and and they let things go. They wouldn't let go with their other children, and that's what happens with Jason. And um, because, and the other thing too is because Bruce doesn't talk about really talk about his issues, which he never does. Ever. But and the, he has some real issues with letting Jason uh, with letting Dick go. He doesn't see until too late what goes on, and um, the other thing to go. I, I want to get into the death of uh, Felipe Gar- Garzona. That's uh, Batman four twenty four, but that kind of oh, leads yeah. into the death. Um, but before that, I was like reading one of the issues. I, I think it's um, one of the new four twenty four twenty two. It's not four twenty two. What happened in four twenty two? That's when he um, a pimp's about to hit uh, a prostitute, and Tim and Jason uses excessive force to stop him. And Bruce, he says that Bruce would have been that much of a big of a loss if I killed if he died. Yeah, and like, that kind of foreshadows four twenty four. But go on, what you're talking about? Um, no, this is the one where this is a Teen Titans issue. It's when um, I think it's Donna has formed the Teen Titans the Teen Titans again because the original mm-hmm. Titans are uh, the original Teen Titans are gone. I think it's like it's like Teen Titans twenty or something like that. It's um, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, it's the new Teen Titans. I think it must be like volume two or something like that. Twenty. And she's she's formed the new team to kind of go and take care of an issue. And it's um Robin. I'm trying to see what's on the cover. It's Robin, uh Speedy, uh Wally is Flash, but he's he's actually is the Flash. Um let's see, uh Aqualad and I think it's Hawk, right? And they have Robin, and Robin is Jason Todd. And this is when Jason Todd kind of quote unquote joins the Teen Titans. He's there for a little bit, but not a, again. Jason Todd's time as Robin is not that long. Um, He's but, barely a Titan, but him being a Titan's important to him. It's important to him, but it also shows because later on when he comes back, there's that whole thing with him. Why where's his statue, and why didn't they mourn yeah. him? Um, and you kind of get why in this teen, this new Teen Titans number issue twenty, because the entire time Donna, who's taking over, taking leadership of this team. And she keeps turning to Robin for for like advice. Again, this is a twelve year old kid, right? He's a young kid, and you can't find out. And then later, towards the end of the issue, she kind of apologizes, like, "I keep seeing you. I keep seeing the Robin costume, and I keep thinking this your dick. I keep thinking, and I and I would turn because again, Dick Grayson, leader. Everybody turns to Dick Grayson for leadership. Yeah. So she sees that Robin costume, and she immediately thinks leadership. And and J- Jason Todd, at least at this point, is not a leader. He's not. And so 
this idea, and while it seems like it, it, it seems innocuous that she's like, oh well, she's just you know not used to a new Robin and blah blah blah, but the idea of hers going like, I just assumed you were a dick. It also kind of reinforces the idea that Jason is always living in Dick Grayson's shadow, mm-hmm. and so now not only is he dealing with this shit with Bruce. But even in a group that if when you go to Teen Titans, you immediately think either Dick Grayson or Tim Drake. They have That's their fair. That's they, point. They, they have their nobody. Nobody. Nobody confuses Tim Drake in the Robin suit for Dick Grayson. Right. But when you had Jason there, he was. And so I think that also kind of influences what happens with Jason where he has no real outlet and he has nobody really there. I mean, other than Alfred, which is there for everybody because that's who Alfred is, like everybody else is kind of looking at him as the replacement Robin, the rebound Robin, the not Dick Grayson. I mean, and even the way... Great value Dick Grayson. Great value Dick Grayson. Um, So yeah, so then we get to Batman issue uh, number uh, 424. The death of Felipe Garzona uh, who was... um, uh, another gangster was beating beating his wife or his girlfriend or whatever, and Robin take, tries to take him down. And uh, oh, he, he wasn't just a gangster who hit his girlfriend; he was a serial rapist. Oh God, that too. Sorry, sorry. This serial is rapist. this is he he. So one of his victims, so Felipe Garzonas, he he wouldn't be prosecuted because his father had diplomatic immunity. Yes, and one of his victims, Gloria, hung herself, and amid the th- when Felipe threatened to rape, rape her for a third time. Todd finds finds her hanging there, gets to Felipe, and Batman arrives just in time to see Felipe fall twenty two stories to his death, with Robin at the edge. Jason says, "I guess I spooked him. He slipped," and and like swings away. So here's the question: Did he push him or did he fall? It's never answered. I know. So is Felipe Jason's first kill? It's not, I mean, we don't know. I mean, that's and that's the thing is, I, 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 I don't know either. I, 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 or is it the debt that made him okay with it? Yeah, because like that was he a, felt he felt nothing. He's like, well, I guess it's not that bad. Bruce can be wrong about something. Because if, if, if we're, we're going to be honest here, like to me, the answer is yes. It is his first kill, and, and, and it doesn't matter if he pushed him Ooh, or not. I, I say, I say he didn't push him. Well, no, 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 no. But here's my thing: it's his first kill, even if he didn't push him. Because here's the thing: if he falls. What is every you're you're talking? Yeah, you're Batman. You're Robin. You still try to catch him. You still try. Mm, he didn't even try. He saw him fall. He could have caught him. He could have saved him. He didn't even bother to. Which is why Batman Begins bugs me <clears throat> anyway. So, just saying. Not my job to save. I think that's what uh, Bruce. Is. Right, 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 right. He does. He does. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, you're right. I, you're probably right that it's his first kill, regardless. I do think, based on especially the things we've seen recently, he wouldn't have pushed him wearing the suit. No, I don't think so either. No. I don't think he would have pushed him wearing He respects the suit, respects Batman. He may not like him, and we'll talk about some shit that he goes down, but... Well, I also think that, you know, you gotta remember, even, even with Jason, and I think this is true of all Rob... Well, maybe all Robins except for Tim. Um... They all, I mean, I guess Tim too. They're they're all uh, Tim's. Tim's a weird one. We'll get to Tim. When we, we'll we revisit Tim. We'll 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 get into them. Tim's a weird one because he's the one that basically, you know, he he knew it all. Be he knew what he was getting into. I think nobody else really knew what they were getting into. Um, but they all, like you said, they they all respect the the suit and they all want to make they want to make Bruce proud. And so you're right. I do not think that 
uh, he would have pushed him. I do think that he 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 could have saved him and didn't. But I don't. I think that's where you start seeing because every all, every Robin also has his, his, his their disagreements with, um, with 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 Bruce and their philosophy. Yeah, Bruce clones. Right, and and I think that's where where Jason is. He's like, yo, he 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 really is on that. Yeah, I won't push him. I won't kill him. But we don't have to save him. Same thing when when he broke the uh that that guy's collarbone and and Bruce was like, listen, you know, you broke the guy's collarbone. Now he can't talk. To, we we can't get information from him. And Jason's like, and he deserved it. Like we didn't kill him. He's still alive, you know. And yeah, Jason so. apologizes. Like you're right. We should. I shouldn't have hit him because we could have gotten information. But I'm not sorry. He's hurt. Right. So, so you're, you're right. I I don't think he pushed him. I do think he could have saved him. And did that's and that's probably fair. That's 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 probably a good way to, to go to it because we're gonna come up on death in the family. Yes. And if you hear me hesitate, because it's still weird. It's still weird for me. I mean, so, they, made, they made a decision based off of a call number. I'm just saying. Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> let's talk about in story. We'll go, we'll go meta afterwards. <laughs> in story, Jason Todd discovers that his mother wasn't his mother. He follows a number of leads and tracks his biological mother to Ethiopia. Because there's a thing also to remember. There's varying degrees of this, but every Robin is a great detective. A great detective. Right. And even Jason, who's not a great detective, was trained by fucking Batman. Right. <laughs> so he's not a bad detective. Like people, I, I love that when people write, like, Jason kind of is this hulking brute. And I'm like, you guys do know he's a Robin, but he's, you realize that he's only doing that when he's around the other Robins. It doesn't have to be the detective. Right. <laughs> he's, a, he's a meathead when he's around Tim and Dick. He's like, well, they've got. If they didn't think of it, I'm surely not going to. We'll, we'll, we'll get into this later. We'll get this later. But I did. And I, I think you recommended it. I ended up reading um, uh, the Red Hood Lost Years. Yeah, you see, it, you see it there. Yeah, we'll talk about this later on. But yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he when he wants to be, he can be a good detective. <laughs> He's real good. Right. So he tracks all these uh, all these things to his to uh, his alleged biological mother in Ethiopia. She's working as a worker, and apparently she was being blackmailed by the Joker to provide medical supplies. Because she'd been bezzling. So she hands over her son, who she's figured out, I guess, in correspondence as Robin, to the Joker, who beats him with a crowbar and leaves him and his mother in a warehouse with a bomb. They try to get out. Bomb goes off. Batman arrives too late and pulls Jason's lifeless body from the rubble. The death haunts Batman for years, and he hangs Robin's uniform in display in the Batcave as a reminder. Now, how did Robin actually die? So DC decided to make some money and had a uh, a number you could call to <laughs> vote die or no die on Jason Todd. It was a cliffhanger. They said, "Oh, the po- phone lines are open." Jim Aparo, who drew the comic and who has sold this art since, it exists a, a panel where Bruce pulls the body out of the rubble with a smile on his face, saying he's alive. There's a one nine hundred voting one nine hundred number voting system. And yeah, it's nuts. It is <laughs> it's nuts because the way it happened is insane. And there's also been so in the back of 427, an advertisement was run featuring Batman carrying Robin and said that Robin to the ad reader said Robin would die because Joker wants revenge, but they can prevent it with a telephone call. Two numbers were given: one nine hundred seven two zero two six six zero for Robin to live, and the same number two six six six. Dirty fuckers for Robin to die. The phone numbers were active for 36 hours. 
from September 15th, 1988 to September 16th. And readers were charged 50 cents a call. 10,614 votes were cast in 36 hours in 1988. <laughs> the final tally was 5,343 in favor of death versus 5,271 uh, 5, for survival. 72 vote margin. The author, Denny O'Neill, later admitted to voting in favor of Robin Living. And while I don't feel great about the story, I really don't feel great about how it happened. No, that's a terrible no, way to do it, guys. I do think that it allowed you to go into Batman in a way that we had never seen Batman. We've never seen a grieving Batman. Yeah. We've never seen a truly incensed Batman. We saw flashes of it, like when uh, Rayshad Ghoul's first appearance is punctuated by him kidnapping Robin from the Batcave. Mm -hmm. You see rage. But we got to run a bat comics that kind of was the first analysis of how a similar trauma that formed him would further shape him. I mean, because here's the thing: at this age, he 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 lost a son. He lost his son. His son was murdered by the fucking Joker, by his greatest villain, who he then has who to put always left live. Which will come back later with, with Jason, right? It's comes, with comes, the crowbar. Comes, comes, a little, comes, comes with a little bit of a sticking point between him and Jason. But it's true. It's like, you know, Batman won't cross his line, but even when, you're, even when your family's killed? Even when, even Which is when wild because it doesn't just stop there. The story continues because the Joker finagles his way into the Iranian government and becomes the Iranian ambassador to the UN. So he tells Batman where to find him, the UN building in New York. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's giving a speech. And he was going to try to kill, the, of course, the entire chamber, because that's what he does. <laughs> it's Superman's a joker. Help. He's going to stop the joker. And the joker gets away again. And it goes on this run of this analysis. This, for me, this is the moment Batman comics kind of grew up. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't about the unresolved trauma of a child. It's not a grieving the father. Mission, it, the, the mission changes. It's now a father whose son has been stolen from him. And, and, I, and I will say that this is one thing, because, again, we'll, it, it, it's, it takes a... We, we have some stuff in between before Jason comes back. Um, mm. But that's, a, that's the thing about when Jason comes, does come back. Jason doesn't know everything that... Jason doesn't know what Bruce goes through he, in this He time. knows he's back and, and Joker's still alive. He know, yeah, he knows that Joker's still alive. He knows there's now a new Robin. And Jason's understandably hurt, but he does not understand that you know, Bruce went to a dark place. Darkness. And because Bruce does not talk <laughs> to people, you know, nobody can really understand this. But yeah, like, for instance, it, 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 it's when we get into the, the Red Hood lost years, like Talia sees it. That's one of the reasons why she kind of goes with the whole idea of, of how we can bring Jason back is because it becomes very noticeable to anybody outside that, that Bruce is hurting. It's noticeable to this young kid named Tim Drake that Batman is hurting ever since Jason died because he figures the shit out. Um, we'll save that for when we get into part two. Um, but yeah, it, but, but again, Jason doesn't see that. And there's other reasons why Jason's a little crazy when he comes back as well, because Lazarus will do that to you, but we're jumping ahead right now. So, um, yeah, let's go back. So now we've put 
proverbially, of course, Jason Todd on the ground. Yes. This actually is the bridge that starts to rebuild Dick's relationship with Batman. Yes. Because as far as Batman blaming himself, Dick also blamed himself. He could have been a better big brother. He could have been a better mentor. He could have been, he could have not let his issues with Bruce cloud his ability to help mold this new Robin. Yes. And he's at this point in his life, he's mostly a Titan. He's mm-hmm. dealing with things we covered in, in several Titans hunt. He's dealing with the wilderness society. And eventually he deal with a lonely place in, in, uh, in dying with the, Introduction of Tim Drake. Of Tim Drake, who we'll talk about. We've talked about before. We'll talk about it again. But let's talk about Dick's story, because mostly he it, it, it operates at this point as an ancillary character to the Bat Family. He's mm-hmm. kind of Bat, kind of not. When Night's End happened and when Nightfall happened, he's there. He is there to help try to take down John Paul Valley. He can't. It's one of the reasons why Bruce comes back because he's like, I just, I just, he's got that big ass suit. I can't take him down. We need the Batman. And when Batman comes back, he's not 100% back. So Dick decides for the first time ever to wear the cow. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons he went to Jean-Paul is because Bruce said, I didn't think it was fair to you to ask you to do this. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that, 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 um, because you see this in Battle for the Cow later on, that Dick doesn't really want to. He, yeah, Dick's like, I don't, to be honest, I don't want to either. Right, but he does it because that's and 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 it was it was such a, a I love that little run of Prodigal. Yeah, Prodigal, Prodigal Son. So, yeah, it's made concrete for the first time in continuity. Obviously, obviously retcons will show it later, but just how much he respects Dick, mm-hmm. and just how much he respects him for leaving and making his own. Mm-hmm. It's like I thought it was unfair, but I need you. I wouldn't ask if I didn't need it. And you see that some of the, the walls that Bruce put up for Dick and that Dick would see would were less walls, more acknowledgement of you as your own person. Yeah, it, it's it's because you got to remember also um, we're dealing with Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is also a child who grew up without his father. Yes, Alfred was there, but it was an angry child that didn't have a father. Um, and so Bruce's way of dealing with things is normal. So I would even say that when it comes to Dick Grayson and 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 Jason. Those are his early attempts at fatherhood, where he didn't really understand. I mean, this is a guy who, and it's not just being fatherhood; it's his early attempts at single fatherhood. Mm-hmm. He's a single yeah. father, and 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 he makes mistakes with both of them in terms of like with Dick. He in some ways he holds on too tight and doesn't and isn't expressive and doesn't talk enough. With Jason, he's almost too standoffish. And and doesn't doesn't give he doesn't give each each of them what they need what they need like Jason needed more love because you know of his anger and Bruce thought that just making him Robin and giving him a way to express his rage was going to be enough to take care of that and that's not how rage works. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and it's one of those things that I i actually like that telling of batman because he he screwed up and he didn't want to screw up but he did but no but i but i think but i i'll go back to i think this is why the bat books you know people say bat we talk about how batman heavy dc is but the reason why the bat books work is because it is human it is so human like you understand yes you know what there is a reason why the early the earlier people are with with bruce 
they they have scars. Like Barbara has has her issues. Um, Dick has his issues, and Jason has issues. Why? Because they were there from the beginning, and they're dealing with somebody who's also going through some shit. And you totally understand why. While they're all, they can't let go of each other. You understand where their issues come at. And it's real. It's just a, it's the most real thing that you can write. It's it's a, it's of single father and his kids and the mistakes that happen along the way. And so Bruce comes back, takes the mantle. Dick kind of wrestles with what am I supposed to be? He eventually comes to grips with that he should be Nightwing and that any imitation of Bruce is because Bruce is worth imitating, which I, I thought was actually a really good wrap up of that last miniseries. And then we get yeah. the launching of the Nightwing uh, ongoing series and in... who wrote that? Was that, that Chuck, Dick, Chuck Dix, Dixon as well? Yep. Yeah, oh, I think it was, it was Devin Grayson read the run that I liked, but yeah, Chuck Dixon launched it. Yeah, uh, Chuck Dixon wrote some. So he did a lot of those year one runs too, as well. And yeah, yeah, yeah Chuck Dixon. Uh, we always mention, you know, Dennis O'Neill, you know, Bill Finger, things like that. But we got to mention Chuck Dixon for the stuff he he did there. Because mm-hmm. um, that Chuck Robin, Dixon, why Nightwing went to Bloodhaven? Yeah. Uh, and and this is the period where that seventy five issue run I mentioned earlier it starts here. It's mm-hmm. a great run. It's a strong run. There you know, there's some issues that aren't great, but of course. But this is the this is where you watch Nightwing and he's wearing now the black with the uh, the blue highlights. The suit probably most identified with Nightwing. Mm-hmm. And he becomes kind of he really becomes his own character here. He has his own series. He 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 gets his own his own rogue gallery. He's in a new city, Bloodhaven, which is basically you say is like worst Gotham, <laughs> worser Gotham. You know, it's yeah. it, he becomes his own thing. And again, at this point, we're only in the nineties, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, and it's interesting because as things were happening. And as the stories get told, they're kind of doing a deconstruction of Nightwing, deconstruction of Dick Grayson. And at one point, his major bad blockbuster who'd been kind of terrorizing Bloodhaven for years, he's murdered by a vigilante named Tarantula, and Nightwing was there and didn't stop him. Mm-hmm. And Nightwing goes from there to kind of questioning himself and questioning the mission and ends up back in Gotham. And then they destroy Bloodhaven in the lead up to, or excuse me, during Infinite Crisis, or lead up to, excuse me, Infinite Crisis. And for anyone who was on message boards or reading comics at the time, you'll remember that this is when the rumors were floating that they were going to kill Dick Grayson. And if you watch, if you go reread Infinite Crisis with this knowledge, it's explained that Nightwing was originally, this is from, um, the editors of DC during the DC panel was word Philadelphia. It was again explained that Nightwing was originally intended to die in Infinite Crisis. You see that in the arc was supposed to end with his death in the series. After long discussions, the death edict was finally reversed, but the decision was made that if we were going to keep him, we had to be changed. The next arc going of the ongoing series will further explain the changes. And so after the crisis, Tim and Dick, Tim, Dick, and Bruce leave. And they travel the world during that one year later arc. And New 52 and all that, all that good stuff. And they, and they kind of re-fought, re-centered themselves. But before this happened, Jason Todd came back. Thanks to uh, Superboy punching the... <laughs> punching the walls of reality! <laughs> which was the most comic book explanation. But then we got later on, we got other... If you've ever had a chance, and we're going to talk about other media in a second, go watch... It's all, I know it's free, and maybe on the CWC, it may have been taken off because of DC Universe. But Under the Red Hood is, is an animated movie. It's about 75 minutes, and yeah. it tells the Red Hood story better than what about itself. 
I, I, I'd rather say I, I, I like the the animated. This is one of the times where I do like the anime. I think because it condenses it, it gets to the point. Nice. Yeah, it's very concise. Like, yeah, the the I'm mean, having read it again, uh, skim through it again. The red and, and here's the thing: the Red Hood stuff is on DC Universe. So if you have DC Universe, oh. you can, and they actually have it. And I like so. Here's one thing I will say: going back to some stuff, I will say good about DC Universe. The one thing I do find better that they did they do better than what Marvel Unlimited does. Um, they bring out stories. So if you want to read like. Under the Red Hood, they'll have, and they know that that spans like multiple books. They'll have all the books underneath there, so you'll have the story arcs, which I think is important. I think you, I think you start need to break these out in story arcs because that, that that becomes very, very, very important, especially when they they span over multiple books. So, uh, Under Red Hood is is is, is under 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 there on DC uh, Universe, and having gone back, gone back and read it, it's it's not bad. It just it just covers a lot of extremes. You say what now? Got to deal with a lot of other stuff like the kryptonite stealing and all that. Yeah, stuff. Like, it's it just yeah. It's, it's it's not a Batman story, but it's a Batman story that occurs in the offices. Because you, you remember the, all the books were leading up into Infinite Crisis at that time. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of other moving parts. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk first about Lost Days. Okay. Yes. Because you finally read it. Yes. And read the Lost Years. Yes. What happened was Jason, because of Superboy punching a wall of reality, one day I'm going to do all the crises in like a solo podcast <laughs> just to get everyone to get, just get, just so I don't have to say things like this and feel weird saying. We say that we, 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 we mention this all the time. Like all the, we, we always, everything leads to crises in here. Like even, even, like here's a weird thing. You should have known Jason was coming back after Infinite Crisis because the last major thing that happened to Jason, uh, other than his death, was crisis, right? Every time there's a crisis, something happens with Jason Todd. It's just, it just, it just, Jason Todd has unlucky, un, is unlucky with crises. So, anyway, I'm sorry. So, The Lost Days picks up from Jason awakening in his grave, buried on the Wayne Manor grounds. He busts out of his own grave, but because he spent a year, he, he, he was, he was in a coffin. He collapses and is taken to the hospital where the, my, some of my favorite parts of the bat, like mythos, come to light. Like, they get reminded of you, like, None of these boys have their fingerprints on file anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> None of them. Um, so he spends a year in a coma, and then he was a vagrant on the streets with no memory who tried to get robbed by another homeless man and used a move that another someone watching remembered Robin doing. Mm-hmm. So the word gets to Talia al Ghul. Everyone's killed who saw him, of course. And she spends a long time trying to get him back to full health. He can't do it. So he can still fight because of muscle reflex, but doesn't remember who he is. Yeah, he's a shell. He's, he's a, a shell. shell. And, 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 and this is, yeah. And, and this is where you but find out. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. I was going to say, you know, Talia was like, this is also when Talia was figuring out that, you know, Batman, she's keeping an eye on the detective because she's telling her, her father, too, that he's changed. He's, he's harder. He's, he's been more brutal, you know? And like at one point, one of the guys, uh, she's talking to one of her guys who's keeping tabs on Batman. He's like, he's kind of, he's kind of evolved to, to understanding that what he needs to do. And she's like, no, you're, you're, you're being stupid. He's grieving. Like this is, he's not, he's not beating these people up because he's, he's coming along to our side of thinking that these criminals need to be punished. He's grieving. Like, and she's, her idea is if she can, if she can bring Jason Todd back to him, maybe he will love her. You know? So, and to that end, she pushes him in a Lazarus bed. Get your father's wishes. 
and sends them off into the night with the one phrase, you remain unavenged. Which So is- if your plan was to be have him be a gift, <laughs> maybe don't send him out there with that message. Because here's the thing. Well, because we covered this before when we talk about the Lazarus Pit and and Rage, like it makes you kind of it, it. It doesn't. It doesn't do no favors. And even her father tells her, it's "Like you have no idea what you've unleashed on the world." You know, it's it's like you you this guy. He was an empty shell full of rage, and you just pushed him into the Lazarus Pit, which already kind of brings you back a little. It, it doesn't bring you back normal, right? So, yeah. Talia quickly realizes her mistake. But in realizing her mistake, we watch, I think it's like a five-issue mini or maybe six. It's like, we watch yeah. Jason kind of finish his training. <laughs> That's an interesting way to put it. Well, he does because some of these people actually train Batman. Well, yeah, he finishes it, in, in a, but he goes the extra mile. Like, I like that one where he was talking to the guy who, the, um, the hand-to-hand combat special. He was like, he was like, there's some things that Batman wouldn't teach you. He wouldn't, Batman didn't teach you how to maim, right? Teach you how to maybe break bones, maybe how to do this. He doesn't teach you how to maim. This guy would teach Jason how to maim people, you know? And like, like so I guess you're, you're right. In a way, finishes training in stuff that Batman would never, Bruce would never train him. Well, the thing is, well, my, my, my point was he only got six months. Well, that too. That too. He's never properly finished his training. And so yeah. before even the starts, he has a chance to kill Batman. Mm-hmm. He puts a bomb under the car. Batman gets in it and he says, hand him the trigger. He said, but then he wouldn't know. Let me just tell I you. Because you're underselling this. Because, <laughs> because the, the scene with the Batmobile. Because he's like, yo, it's- you know, the Batmobile is set to like, it, it will, it, it defends itself if it sees anybody approaching. Like, this is not just an easy task. He's like, but he's like, he, he gets a, a special suit that, that hides his thermals, and then he moves at like a, an, a, like an inch every five seconds or something like that. And he's like, it's going to take me, because he, he basically sets up a thing so that Batman's going to be away, taking down a, some drug dealers. And he's like, it gives me three hours to, to make it off this roof and to the Batmobile, plant the bomb, and then make it back up without it going off. And I'm just like, Oh, he really hates Batman. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, I just had to go in there because it's like you, you kind of undersold it, just how much he like. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But after all that shit, he decides not to blow him up. Mm-hmm. He goes on and trains from firearms, like you said, hand to hand explosions, and he learns about a man teaching him assassination who also runs a child sex ring. Jason poisoned that motherfucker and burns the place to the ground. Yeah, he tells the dude's like, you think you go be hand in hand? He's like, no, that's why I poisoned your drink. <laughs> why would I fight you, you idiot? Right. And so you start finding it. So it was, was interesting because the other thing, too, is Talia's kind of stalling him because she's like, she realizes her mistake because she's like, wait, he said he wanted to kill Batman? Uh, That's not what I want him to do. That's... No, that no. didn't go well. Bad, bad Jason. Bad Jason. No, no, no. So she's stalling him by having him go through uh, all these other trainings and do all these other things and meet all these other people, right? And um, as she's doing this, uh, she's like, he, you, you, she tells Jason at one point, she's like, so you're kind of being a detective? Because he's like, you're killing some of the people I'm, you're killing some of the, the, the teachers I'm taking you to. He's like, I'm not killing all of them. Like, this one was, you know, going to try to kill her husband and her daughter. This one was a pedophile. She's like, so you're kind of doing investigations? You're kind of being a detective? It's like, don't do that. Oh, it's all, it's all very Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, it is. 
It's just killer Batman. <laughs> it's killer Batman. You know, use the people for what you're going to use them for and then kill them when they're, then they're done. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he eventually makes his way back to Gotham and decides to plan something else. And then he's approached by a man named Hush who has a plan. Oh, so even if we're going to get into Hush? I mean, don't we have to? What else is well, there? you know, no, I was going to say before we get, because to me in that lost year thing, there are three things he, he decides. So the first one is that he's going to try to, he goes through three, three, three phases. One, he's going to kill, he's going to kill Bruce. And, and we, and we, and we cause we haven't also got down to why he's so angry. He's not, he's angry because Bruce didn't avenge him. He's angry. Cause the thing that sets him off. My fault. I died. Yeah. The thing, the thing that sets him off is he's in a hotel room when he, when he, when, when after Talia pushes him over a cliff and, and tells him to, to escape, he gets there. He finds out that Batman, after he's dead, Batman took Joker back to Arkham. He turned Batman. In. And so that's what set Jason off. He's like, you couldn't even avenge me. So at first he goes through, he wants to kill Batman. Second one is like, I'm going to kill the Joker. So he sets with the Joker and he goes to kill the Joker. He's like, no, that's still not, still, still not perfect. Still not what he wants. So the final thing he figures out is, and this is when Talia kind of also didn't back him up because at this point, uh, she blames her, her father's death on, on, on Bruce is he wants to take Gotham back from Batman. He wants to prove that Batman's methods are wrong. So it's not enough for him to kill Batman, not enough for him to kill the Joker. He wants to prove that, that Bruce and his methods were wrong. And so now we get into Hush. So he gets approached by a man named Hush. He's got a plan to spring on Batman. And he wants to be in. And when you read Hush the first time, you think, oh, God, Jason Todd's back, but they show it's Clayface. Mm-hmm. Brett come later to show that Jason was there. And that he and Clayface switched places at one point. And it's the first time we see Jason interact with Bruce in a direct way. Mm-hmm. After this, Bruce starts an investigation into Scarecrow and starts seeing visions of Jason. He writes it off as fear gas, but after one of the after the end of the mission, Alfred found Jason's mask in the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Black Mask becomes the unquestioned leader of Gotham. It's underworld. And the Red Hood appears and takes, starts beating the shit out of everyone. <laughs> Beats up Batman and Nightwing in a great fight. Yeah, yeah. Then steals a shipment of kryptonite from Black Mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they all have to fight against Mr. Freeze together. Mm-hmm. He leaves behind the kryptonite. And one of my favorite things he says to Nightwing, what did you, he said, I got my one. What was that? Lay of the land? Mm-hmm. He then tracked down the Joker and beat him with a crowbar and took him hostage. What happens next is kind of it's if the crisis had to happen, I get it. Whatever the story of time, I wish we'd gotten more of this next because the Red Hood single-handedly takes over the Black Mask Empire. Yeah, yeah. He's just killing. He's proving to be a better like that's one of the things you touched on. He's proving to Bruce, I'm doing this better than you ever could. Mm-hmm. They finally confront each other. They finally get into a fight. And he finally takes up the mask and says, it's me, Jason. You don't believe it. I know you don't believe it. Your mind's running right now. He takes a battering and cuts his own skin and tosses it to him. He says, there, tissue and blood. 
run your tests. <laughs> I'm doing this better than you ever could. About this point, when Jason breaks in Titan Sour and beats the shit out of Tim Drake. Yeah. <laughs> Never not funny to me. No, um, no, but he also, he also, again, it's another one of the things where you also get, you know, Jason realizing it's like Tim has something that he never get. He, he's been, he's accepted by the Teen Titans. He has friends, and again, it just kind of fuels that that anger from from Jason that it's like he never got a fair shake. The the Robin before him and after him were 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 embraced, and he never was. Like Tim doesn't live in some. Tim doesn't live in Dick's shadow. I did. Well, Tim's view is that he lives in Jason. Right. Right. Which is, so, which, but, but again, it goes back to, it goes back to the perspective that Jason has, where Jason never understands. Jason sees from his point of view, he never sees that. You, if you just asked me, I would have told you. It's like, dude. Jason thinks he never mattered, and he doesn't realize. He matters. Yeah. He, he mattered to everyone. Yeah. So he comes back to Gotham, keeps checking down black masks. Eventually, he and Batman have to fight together against a bunch of secret society supervillains. He ends up killing Captain Nazi, which honestly, this guy. I mean, it's Captain Nazi. Can you really? Really? Um, It all ends with a standoff: Joker, Jason, and Batman. And Joker, Jason, and Batman. And a large explosion takes out the building. We go to one year later. I I will say this. I I, I will say I got to appreciate because I I like it even more in the. I, I like it even more in the um, what you call it in the, in the uh, uh, um, animated, an, animated one because Joker is such an asshole during that when when Jason and and Batman are fighting he is such an asshole. I mean he's an asshole in the comic too, but it just it just it just feels better when you're listening to him say it. He's like hey, let's take a, he's like who's got a camera? Dracula, you must have a digital pickapoo on you. The hardware store you wear around your waist. Uh, get me one with the kid first, then you and me. Then the three of us, then one with the crowbar. It's just like he's an asshole. Like, and then, and then when you watch it, when you when you watch the animated one, it's even funnier because like Joker's all like, "Oh, who the fuck is this kid?" Go, then when he finds out it's Jason, he like perks up and he's just all excited and he's happy. He's like, "Jason, oh my friend!" It's just it's, well, he gets to kill him again in his mind. He's like, right. I, I did, I'm never going to kill someone twice. Right. Just, this is great. So let's talk about the rest of. Pre-52 of Jason really quickly. From there, it kind of spirals because for me, that was kind of the high water mark. After one year later, uh, Nightwing comes back to Bloodhaven and finds out he's been replaced by a murderous Nightwing, who of course is Jason. Of course. They make him some sort of scare beast. It gets really weird. That was bad. Um, Jason's then involved in Countdown, which I'm not going to talk about here. I refuse. I'm not going to do it. I, I, think, I don't think um, I've ever read anything about Countdown, and I don't think I ever will. And I think every time we do a comic book a character corner, we just skip over it all. Which I think is fair. The thing is, I, I, I reread Countdown in the last five years, and it's fine, but it's not good. <laughs> it's fine. So the next big arc that involves both of them is Nightwing. Well, Batman dies. Yeah. We're talking about dies. There's a, Batman falls, and there's a battle for the cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Jason. Obviously, it's me, right? Obviously, I'm the one that can fill well, the. puts on a bat suit and starts killing people. <laughs> and Dick's like, we got to stop him. We put on the cow. I'm not putting on the suit. You got to put on the suit. I'm not putting on the suit. So eventually, he wins. He, he beats Jason. After Jason's taken out most people, Jason's beat the shit out of most of Gotham, including Catwoman, including Tim Drake. And 
He well, stabs him in the chest. He's yeah. gonna die. Yeah. And then you can see why at the end of the series, because Bruce left all of them like kind of video wills. Mm-hmm. And Tim breaks him out of prison so that he can see Bruce's message to him. Mm-hmm. And Bruce's message is essentially just get help. Yeah, so I, I got it right here in front of me because because Dick goes back. Dick goes like, I I figure, I know why Jason is doing this. I know why Jason is feeling this way because he probably got got Bruce's will. So it's like, Jason, by now you've been told of my death, or you're probably surprised to be even be invited back to the cave. But like Tim and Dick, I'm leaving you with the one thing I can't give anymore: advice. All of my failures, you have been my biggest. I take full responsibility for your wayward and self-destructive path in life. You were broken. I thought I could put the pieces back together. I thought I could do what uh, do for you what could never be done for me, make you whole. What happened to you as a child, the, the terror, the pain, the horrors, but that, secret, uh, but that secret is one that neither one of us, that neither of us should have kept. You needed repair until I gave you an outlet to act out, and for that I apologize. But it's not too late for you to get the proper healing you never received. It's not too late for me to help you. It's time for you to, do, to stop, uh, stop what you're doing. Offer knows a brilliant doctor. Yeah. And you can kind of see that, you know, I, I, again, when you have somebody who's full of rage and is operated basically on rage, I think that Jason can't deal. Cause you've seen this before. Jason can't deal with, you know, Bruce being truly sorry. He needs Bruce to, he, I think he need. I think at the time, Jason still needed Bruce to not understand. Right. And, and the idea that Bruce got it and felt bad invalidated Jason's entire world. Exactly. Now it made nothing he was doing make sense and it put it back on him. And Jason at this point has been spending so much time blaming other people for his own mistakes. Like I said, you, it, it, you're right to be angry at, you're right to be angry at what Bruce did and Bruce not telling you uh, about, you know, uh, Bruce not, doing something about Joker. I get that. But your reaction to that was way overblown. Way beyond that. You know? It's like, Barbara didn't do that when Joker fucking shot her in the spine. You know? Like, you're right to be angry, but this idea, you know, because here's the thing, Barbara was angry. Barbara could have been the first Jason. She was very, very angry at what, 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 what Bruce did and didn't do. You know, afterwards. And, but she didn't go the route that Jason did. And Jason doesn't want to take responsibility for the choices he made afterwards. So, yep. Yeah. And from there, the universe kind of ends. Like, uh, Dick wins the, the cowl. And we've, we've covered, I think, in the comic book club, the run of Dick and Damien, which I, uh, we'll talk about it more when we get to Damien. And, and I, I don't know what to say. We'll, we'll save, we'll save the, ba- the Grant Morrison, Batman, and Robin run for, for Damien because that, that, that oh, involves it's it. That, it's yeah, great. It's, it's great. And we've talked about it several times. We talked about it when we did the Batman stuff, and, but we're also going to talk about it again when we do, we'll do Damien. So let's just, we'll, we'll, we'll skip over that for now. And I guess but we'll go to New 52. Yeah. Where, where both guys were given kind of fresh, clean slates, kind of taken to the core of the character. Uh, Red Hood launched with a book called Red Hood and the Outlaws alongside uh, Starfire and Arsenal. It wasn't very good at first, I'll be honest. Uh, Nightwing's book, however, I thought and, uh, introduced really well. He wasn't going to Bloodhaven, but he was going to just be with, uh, with Haley's. He was going to be all over Haley's and just travel with the circus and try to re- refine his roots. And of course, there's a crime there, and he finds that. But the place that brings them back both together, both back to Gotham, is the uh, Night of Owls, Court of Owls storyline. They both come back and are integral parts of, member, of, of it there. And then we get our first Bat family story in the 52, the death of the family. 
Mm-hmm. And it might be my favorite Joker story. Yeah. Because it features a Joker who's cut his own face off and had a reattached with strap. <laughs> and it's basically Joker taunting the family. And he says, and in the end, the, the mission was never. So the death in the family clearly alludes back to the death of Jason Todd, but death of the family shows how this really happened because at the end of this story, everyone's alive, but the family's broke. Yeah. Yeah. Jason's out. Dick says, I gotta go. No one really wants to be involved with Bruce anymore. Because Bruce didn't tell them about the Joker, so he kept it all to himself, and it's like, this is how people get hurt. You've done this before. You've tried this before. This isn't the way we... This isn't the way we can do this. And then the DCU kind of takes a weird turn with both these characters. So they take Jason in like this mystical kung fu place with yeah. the uh the un, uh I believe it's the untitled is the name of the Yeah, yeah. well there was the, cause I, I did start reading some of the the new 52 stuff. It's, it's not great. It's stuff not great. 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 They try to explain some of the stuff that to t- having Talia take him uh to the, all these random people she took him to the this this I can't remember what the name of the hidden city was. The untitled, the oh the the city is um yeah, I can't I, find it. I can't. Somewhere they, the all casts. The um, all casts. There you go. And it's just, him in the in the Himalayas. Yes. Right. Um. And, and so you're right. It's not. It's not. It's, it's all over the place. It's not it really great. The waters where you didn't have to. And and, and and it does this weird thing with him and and, and Starfire and Star and 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 Dick Grayson because you know Dick Grayson and Starfire had had a thing going. It's just like it's a lot. Um. I did so, find. So, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, give me the highlights of this. I want to hear what you, what you like to Well, me. the highlight to me is with the whole thing dealing with Jason's memories. When, mm-hmm. when he gives up his memories and you see, you do see that one of the, some of the, his best memories are the memories he had with Bruce and Bruce being that father to him. But there's one memory he gives up where it's, um, he's too sick to go out. And Alfred's telling, Alfred's telling Bruce, he's like, yo, uh, Master uh, Todd is too sick to go out. And, he, and he's like, man, Robin knows if, he, if he's sick enough or not. He sees Robin Kelly. He's like, all right, you're staying here. You're, you're too sick. We don't need to do this. So Jason's all mad, goes upstairs, and still in his Robin costume, and sitting there on the couch. And then Bruce comes in, and, and is still in his costume, is just like, it's okay to take a night off sometime. They get some popcorn, and Bruce and, and Jason just sits there and lays his head on Bruce's shoulder, and they watch TV. It's like, look, you see... Look, there's some really... Like, I didn't want to get... They're like... So I don't love the plot line of the, the back half of Red Hood and the Outlaws. No, it's, it's, no, no, no. I don't either. But there's so many great Bruce and Tim and Jason moments. And and that's why I liked that. that those are the pieces I like. I like the pieces where they show you yeah. where... Show yeah. yeah, they... Because these are moments you never really got. You get him with everybody else, and you see that, no, this also explains where... Because it also then explains where Jason's anger comes in at, because he's like, I am just as much part of this family as everybody else. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, Bruce was my father, too. He had it. He had it, and he lost it. Yeah. And, and so, I think part of it, and we'll see it when we talk about my favorite issue of New 52, of anything in the last probably five years, is when they're dealing with the fallout of what Batwoman did in Detective Comics, and Jason's like, look, I know you guys don't expect me to think this, but I really respect this. <laughs> I lost it. And I think part of it is that he's mad at himself for having lost it. He said, I lost it and I've worked really hard to get back in this. Mm-hmm. He says, you guys may not respect what I have to say, but I'm the, I'm the one of us in this room who knows what it's like to lose his family and have to earn it back. Mm-hmm. And it's an, it's, it's an outlook I'd never... It was one of the reasons I was like, James Tinian just killed this because it's a way I've never looked at Jason. Mm-hmm. I've never looked at him as a kid who, who had the gold, lost the gold, Decided he, he told everyone he didn't want it anymore, and then looked back and was like, "Yo, I fucked up." Yeah, that's and that's all I, I wanted. I, 
Yeah, that's all he wanted. You know? It's really well-written stuff, in my opinion. And from there, like, Dick goes to Chicago, which I actually really like the Chicago run of uh, Nightwing. But they end up, he gets involved in the Forever Evil thing, and he dies on camera and becomes a secret agent. Um, which is kind of interesting. I liked the, the Grayson book. It is the first book written by, I think it was, I think that's Tom King. Hmm. Let me make sure, because I want to look up Grayson Volume 1, because I did read part of it for this. Um, Grayson was written by the creative team of, of course, yeah, it was Tom King. That's where you got to start, because Tom King is an ex-CIA guy, so of course, uh, um, spy book with Dick Grayson, you know, CIA got to write it. And so he gets involved with this uh, organization called Spiral, and what you find out is he's actually a spy for for uh, Batman. Of course, he's like, yeah, we we agreed to do this because we need to figure out what's going on here. And he brings down like the 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 infiltrated Spiral. It brings down the things that are going wrong there, and he gets brought back for like in game and things like that. The end of Scott Snyder's run, and I really enjoyed like him coming back after that. And I don't know if you've read this yet, and we should probably talk about it more when we get to the other Robins, but Robin War was really good. I did not yet. You should, let's, let's say that for the second one, because it touches on... it's it's Batman's in it in flashback, but he's not in any of the present of it. Because it happens after Endgame, and when Batman's supposed to not be out of action. Mm, okay. It's with Jim Gordon's Batman. So, ah, okay. So this, for me, is one of the, my favorite runs and we'll talk about that then but let's talk about kind of what's happening now um dicks they just took the writer off the book and he had come on the heels of a lot of the for my money a pretty good run and he kind of tried to do a bit more high concept stuff with grayson i didn't love the nightwing stuff that happened there i really enjoyed the latest red hood and outlaws run with bizarro and artemis as his running mates um jason's running mates so basically the story opens with him shooting the mayor of Gotham in the face. <laughs> they flash back like two days prior, and, and Jason's saying to Bruce, I want to be back, I want to help the family, but I can't do it your way, and you know that. He says, if you're going to wear the bat, you can't kill He says, that's fine, I won't kill anyone. I need to do something to make them think that they've got me. So what happened was apparently the dollmaker had been seeding Gotham officials with nanobots, and he shot him with a, the, anti, the antitoxin. But in this... He gets accepted in the underworld and becomes Batman's spy in the underworld. And they go through all these misadventures. He recruits Bizarro, recruits Artemis. It's a really good series. It just wrapped up. I guess, I think they're at 27 now where they're going in a new direction. But if you want to read a, a fun Jason Todd story, 1 through 25 is the latest run of Red Hood Outlaws I can heartily recommend. But it ends with him discovering that his father may not have been killed the way he found out he was, he thought he was. And he ends up shooting the penguin in the face and killing him. And then you get your first ever knockdown, drag out Batman versus Red Hood fight. And hmm. Bruce whips his ass. <laughs> Bruce, and, and it's so funny because at one point Jason's getting beats about it. It says, I've never seen you this mad at the Joker. Hmm. He hits him hard. And Arsenal shows up and pulls him out of the fire, but it's, it's a brutal fucking fight. Like it's, I think it's Red Hood and the Outlaw 20, Outlaw's 25. It's a really good issue. It's a really good run. It's one of my, it was one of my monthly picks for a while. But um, I'll, I'll see where this new direction is going because what's happened in the new direction is they've turned him into the Punisher. And unless there's going to be some sort of twist here, I think they're missing the point of Jason because a lot of people come to Jason as he's the killer. He's the killer Robin. I'm like, well, yeah, he kills. But he doesn't, not... kill, indis- he doesn't right. kill indiscriminately. And 
that's not what defines it. And I'm almost worried because of what they've. I'm not worried because I, I think there's a plan, but they've got me in that place where I'm a little uneasy, which is a good place to be with a comic book. I think sometimes, like, well, how are you going to fix this shit? Because right. you don't know. Because they've never said like, there's no funeral for Penguin. There's no mention of the books. So it's my it's my thing, and this is also a red herring, and that something's going on here. Yeah. But we'll know. Like, I, the thing about it more than anything else, you can hear it in my voice. I'm invested and I care. No, so that's what you can really ask for. Well, that's good. And, and like I said, it, it, it's, it's an interesting thing because we're doing Robins, and I guess we're, we're wrapping up because there's nothing. You, you, we, we got up. I want to do other media before we get out of here. Oh, we'll, we'll do other media. But like when it comes to comic book medium, um, mm-hmm. for these two, at this point, we have to cover them because we have to cover them in a Robin's, Robin's character corner because they're for two Robins. However, you know, the majority of them uh, of their time is them not being Robins. You know, the majority of their time of us knowing them is just they're not Robins. You know, like I said, you know, Jason Todd dies as a Robin in 88. <laughs> you know, he spent more time as Red Hood than anything else. Uh, Dick Grayson is Nightwing for most of my all, all, all my life is for maybe two years. You know, right. <laughs> you know, so uh, I just think, like you said, it, it's it's just an interesting dynamic to see. You, you, we we basically get to see what what happens to Robins when they grow up. So, all right, other medium, other media. Um, I'm not gonna talk about all the alternate versions of these characters because we don't have that kind of time. But let's go with Jason Todd because it's a lot shorter. First, Jason Todd appears in alternate media not that often. He is quite literally the forgotten Robin. Um, I remember in the Teen Titans animated series, when Red X is um, terrorizing the Titans, he appears on the whiteboard in name only as Beast Boy's theory as to who Red X could be. In the new Teen Titans on um, DC Nation, but after Teen Titans was canceled, Red X shows up again, and Beast Boy yells, I still think you're Jason Todd. In Teen Titans Go, there's an episode called Sidekicks with a jar named Robin 2. It's seen on Batman Souvenir Chef. Alongside the crowbar, which was evil, evil, super rude. Like I didn't know that happened until I was doing this research. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, yeah. watching Titans go. I'm the one. Yo, T Titans um, go. They do some rude shit in there. That's some dirty shit. That's some dirty <laughs> pool. Um, he has a cameo in Young Justice. So in Young Justice, as you'll see, after season one, there's a five year gap. When you come back, Tim Drake is Robin, and a lot of viewers were like, "Wow, way to erase Jason." But later on, they're showing a uh, grotto where all the fallen heroes are honored. There's a holographic um, honoring of Jason Todd there. Um, he'll be appearing in the forthcoming DC Universe series. <sighs> Titans. Um, he appears in live action twice, or once really. Dawn of Justice, his suit is on display. Um, everyone assumes it's Jason Todd, including the fact that, uh, you know, it just makes sense for Jason Todd. It's labeled as such if you go on the Warner Brothers tour of Hollywood, it's called Jason Todd's suit. Zack Snyder, Mongo idiot, has determined to tell everyone that it's actually Dick Grayson's suit, asking more questions. And as we've already mentioned, Jason Todd is a, the titular character in Under the Red Hood, uh, released in 2010, voiced by Jensen Ankles, and uh, it's probably my favorite iteration of a Batman story told in one medium. Like, I'm a big fan of, I think it's the, they did the Dark Knight Returns animated films where they basically just filmed it panel for panel, but this was an adaptation truly because they took off the fantastical elements and let the core of the emotion really ring through. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's obviously Arkham Knight. 
I wasn't going to spoil it, but yes, he's also an Arkham Knight. I mean, come on, at this uh, point, at this point, I was, I, I, I was kidding, I was kidding, I was kidding. Um, yes, he appears also in Lego Batman 3 um, as the Red Hood. He appears as an Arkham Knight in flashbacks as Robin, but also as the Arkham Knight and the Red Hood in the game. He also appears in Injustice 2 as um, a TLC character, and I believe he's currently appearing in the Injustice uh, versus the Masters of the Universe miniseries because they have not revealed who Batman is in that book, but Bruce Wayne has been kidnapped. So I, because Damien is there as someone else, and because Dick Grayson is dead, it leans uh, heavy credence to that actually being Jason Todd. He appears in the Injustice season two or series Injustice two series written by Tom Taylor as Jason Todd and as the regular there as well. Let's do Dick. That's a funny thing that's going to be taken as a snippet. Um, <laughs> Dick Grayson was officially depicted in live actions by Burt Ward, as we all know in the Batman 66 or 68 series. Holy haberdashery Batman and holy atomic pile. Um, uh, there was a, I keep forgetting this note, there was a TV show that was going to come out on the CW called The Graysons that never dropped. I forgot about that pilot. shit. It never, it never, um, it never did. Forward. I'm so glad. Of, I'm super glad. Um, apparently John Grayson appears in a fortune teller episode of Gotham. I cannot believe you watched the show. Uh, <laughs> it tells him that he's going to get married with his, his fiance, Mary and have a son. Wow. That is, but, but, wow. but, but like, no, 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 no. I'm moving on. Um, in 2018, as we already mentioned, uh, Titans will be launching on the DC unlimited app after first being announced to be going through TNT. It appears that Dick Grayson will be appearing as both Robin and <clears throat> probably Epic Nightwing. Fuck Batman. Animated. <laughs> Fuck Batman, indeed. Animated. Batman. Uh, Dick Grayson first appeared in the Batman Superman Hour in 68. The Adventures of Batman um, in the various 70s. He then appeared as Robin in Batman the Animated Series and the new Batman Adventures. He would go on to be, depict Bat, be Nightwing in the new Batman Adventures, um, showing the eventual maturation of Robin. Teen Titans is never referred to in Dick Gray- as Dick Grayson, but it's Dick Grayson, um, especially the jokes about uh, to, uh, Jason Todd and the fact that when they go to an alternate universe, his DNA shows up as Dick Grayson spelled backwards. Um, <laughs> the Batman, which I watched part of, I guess I missed part of the series, but it was a pretty good series. Um, Robin is an uh, integral part of Batman's fight, and, and they have a couple flash forward episodes where he's depicted as Nightwing. He appears in The Brave and the Bold. As Nightwing, uh, his costume is shown in the background of a couple episodes, and I think there's a couple of uh, older episodes or flashback episodes where you get to see him as Robin as well. And then, of course, my favorite depiction of Robin in animated is Young Justice. Dick Grayson is the Devil May Care leader of the uh, team at 13 years old, the youngest with the most experience. He is forbidden to by Batman to tell anyone on the team his identity. So it's so funny when they're out in their cities or like meeting, he's just wearing sunglasses. <laughs> which I guess it works. Uh, season two had him as Nightwing, and season three looks like it's going to be another time skip, but it'll still be Nightwing uh, when operating with the Outsiders in this new series. And live action movies. Batman Forever. Chris O'Donnell becomes Dick Grayson. The Dick Todd. <laughs> Dick Todd, exactly. Dick Todd. He then comes back again, uh, reprising the role in Batman and Robin, the worst movie possibly ever made. 
wearing a Nightwing suit. If you if you look at it, it's the Nightwing suit, but it's red where the blue should be, and he's wearing a cape. It's the Nightwing suit. It, um, you know what? I, it's not until you mentioned that I was like, you're right. <laughs> These sons of bitches. These sons of bitches. He's wearing the Nightwing. I mean, it's the closest we're going to get, I think. Um, <laughs> I feel almost a little bad at that. Uh, Nightwing appears in the aforementioned Under the Red Hood. He appears in most uh, Batman or JLA animated features. He appears in lots of video games. If you Batman's there, Prob's probably there. Notably, of course, in, as we already mentioned, the Arkham series, as Nightwing is a playable character and in the Lego Batman series. He's a playable character in the first uh, game of Injustice, but he also dies killed by Damian Wayne um, um, the comic book. I'm wondering if, because there was another Arkham game that wasn't made by Rockstar. It was um, Arkham Origins. Um, he's not in that. He's not in that, but it's like, wasn't one, wasn't one of the games... Wasn't one of the games he's he was. Is it one now? In the multiplayer of Origins is Robin. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I was like, one of them, he is technically there as Robin, because all the other games, he is Nightwing. So I, I knew there was one where Dick Grayson was actually in there as, um, as Robin, and that's what it was, was multiplayer. So, okay. So. There you go. And that's it. There you guys have it. That, that is. Um, that is that's, that's Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Robin's Part 1. Um, we will be back for Robin's Part 2. This one took us like two hours. Yeah. The second one won't take us as long because, again, we've already done... We've kind of already done Tim and and and, and Damien. Oh, so. no, it's going to be two hours of me yelling about Damien. That's <laughs> um, so we'll be back for then. Uh, a couple things real quick. Um, one, I was mentioning this on last couple weeks on, on the Insanity Check. Somebody sent me an Amazon gift card. And I just picked it up not too long ago from my house. So whoever it was, thank you. I don't know who did that. Because <laughs> it didn't tell me. So uh, whoever did that, thank you very much for that. Um, also, um, we will be doing this. We got something else going. Oh, this weekend, in, in, uh, we had to postpone our, our Saga comic book book club uh, because of uh, the hurricane and people's power going out. But this week, we have Jack Ryan, uh, Iron Fist, uh, Season 2 spoilers and Spider-Man 3, and maybe Saga as well. So I might have all three of those this week uh, coming out on premium, so just stay tuned for some premium stuff coming out. Um, but yeah, folks, uh, stay tuned, and we will be back shortly. Make sure you subscribe, Character Corner. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.